0: here's the first episode of down on the holler the first well the first uh guest episode uh here with brad and uh our guest tonight the one and only ziggity Z-Man. z man z man zack sinners ziggity z uh we're going to uh we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff here tonight uh let let Zach tell you a little bit a little bit about himself but we're going to cover quite a few things probably going to be a, a pretty long episode
1: I would imagine probably so uh you're probably going to hear Zach referred to as Zach Ziggity Z-Man uh, Skull maybe <laughs> might throw in a unknown from parts unknown
0: yeah yeah he is known as the unknown um but yeah there's all that so uh you know me and Brad. Uh, Zach, won't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us uh tell us a little bit
2: about you. Oh, Ziggy Z. Uh <laughs> grew up on Pine Top. Uh,
0: the PBC. Uh,
2: big part of the PBC. Pine Top uh, I, connection. when people talk about PBC I always call I always refer to myself as second generation. <laughs> uh grew up with a bunch of ugly mugs. Mm-hmm. Hoodlums. Hoodlums. But man, they looked after me. Those guys took me under the wing. We've lost a lot of them, yeah. uh, but you know it is. You know, a, a lot of people think it was some sort of gang or something like that, like APG. But <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh, it was it was mainly family, you know, brother kind of like brotherhood. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I was the runt. I was the run of the bunch. Um, but it was, you know, we had some really good times. Uh, so Pine Top and d has been a big part of my life. Absolutely, I've grew up on Pine Top and met a lot of good people. There's a lot of good people in Pine Top. A great community. Um, Absolutely, I know some good people over that way. I mean, you know, people that don't
1: know me and me and Zach are uh, first cousins.
0: Yeah, but blood. blood, blood, you may be referred to in the show as blood, blood. You know, that, that's a that's something we all like to use is is, is blood. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your, uh, your history, your past, your, uh, your service, uh, a little bit of a, adjusting how you adjusted after, after the war. And so, uh, how many, uh, how many tours did you do and, and how many years? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't exactly know all the lingo, but a tour, a tour, uh, how how uh, much, how much is a tour?
2: Well, um, in the Marine Corps, uh, the minimum when you go sign your life away, the minimum's four years. Oh wow! Uh, so during my four years, I uh, did two tours, and uh, my first tour was, uh, I got to see the world. It was uh, it was it was great. Uh, I I think I went to about fourteen different countries. Uh, wow. Trained uh, with uh. The Israel Army uh, got trained with the Jordanians. If, I think that's what they're called. Um, Went to a few other. Seen some pyramids. Went oh, through yeah. Egypt. Uh, oh, wow. Um, what's that big canal? Was it Suez Canal? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. went through that. Yeah. Um, I was on the USS Kearsarge. Uh, was transported to Iraq oh, wow. by the Navy. Uh, man, it was a it was a great tour. Everybody wants that when yeah, they get yeah. in, and they call it a humanitarian, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like a human, humanitarian tour. Or so I got to go to Spain. I went to uh, to a country I never even heard of, Bahrain, it's <laughs> like a little small country off Saudi Arabia. Went mm-hmm. uh, went into Saudi Arabia and sold some weapons to those guys. Oh, wow. Didn't work out too well. <laughs> um, i went to greece got some i tried to get tattoos to every country i went to oh yeah uh, I, I couldn't get one everywhere but i had one done in spain had one done in greece um i was in dubai everybody loves that place yeah, oh, I a lot and about and that. man that's of luxury lap of luxury yes, lamborghini police cars <laughs> so there you go yeah. i mean that's what kind of lifestyle they're living um well uh uh, the second tour was just Iraq and Iraq and Iraq. Uh, it's not a beautiful place at all. Well, at least where I was at, I was in uh, a uh, Iraq, and that's that. You know that first tour I done when I went into Iraq, we uh, I, I want to say we was about three months in Iraq, and it was nothing but intel and recon gathering intelligence uh apparently they were sporting wanting to uh somebody was sneaking weapons in from uh the iran border and smuggling weapons into iraq for the for the fight and uh we was trying to get intel and shut that down so you know my first tour uh, i had a lot of good time seeing the country but when i was in iraq during that time on that first tour i was hiding snaking you know um uh, my my mission was to uh, not be compromised, uh-huh. you know, not be seen, and so we would hide all day long in the sand dunes, uh-huh. and then at night we would low crawl up and you know and observe, uh, write stuff down, what kind of trucks were passing through. They gave us these like little metal stakes that we'd stake in the ground, and I wasn't told what they'd done. Uh-huh. I was just thinking uh, that maybe they were counting cars, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody ever told me what they were, but we'd put them where they wanted because that's what the uh, the man wanted. Uh, the, but the second tour, it was ugly. Uh, the second tours was, was real ugly, and I I I want to say that uh, I probably got shot at every day, oh, and, and I, it was something I got uh, uh, something I guess you adapt to. I got used to it, like getting shot at wasn't no surprise. Yeah, you know it was just. Part of everyday life. Everyday life. you adapt, I adapted to uh, getting shot at. And, and it was um, and something, I guess, you know, yeah, the second tour was uh, a, a whole lot of stuff going on there. And the, and the reason why I didn't re-enlist, uh was a big part of that second tour. It yeah. Different incidents that went down and um, what, lost
0: a lot of good guys. Yeah. I, and I'm sure, and that and that sucks, and that's, you know, we we back here in the in the homeland, you know. We read about it and hear about that stuff, and I'm sure it affects you guys to a pretty extreme. You know, we don't, you know, we just read about it and don't actually know how that feels. So I'm sure that's been tough to deal with. But uh, before we get into any stories, what what kind of made you want to want to sign up and and go? What, what was what what led up to that decision? Uh, that's that's a good question, Jordan.
2: Uh, you know, when I during the invasion of Iraq, I was working in Lexton at a muffler distributor, and I remember watching it on the news, them dropping the bombs down in Fallujah and these other cities, mm-hmm. and it looked like just pure chaos. But uh, my brother, uh, late Sean Sinners, uh, he was uh, well-known around these parts for playing basketball, but he had joined the Army. He was 82nd Airborne. Mm-hmm and um he'd come back and talk, tell me all these great stories and how much he loved uh the united states army mm-hmm. i mean it's uh so you know he ended up uh you know with uh ended up with getting a brain tumor and uh at that time he'd reenlisted and got out of eighty second airborne and for the people that don't know what airborne is, pretty much jumping your infantry jumping out of airplanes at probably anywhere between thirty thousand. Up to 40,000 feet Wow uh, During the night During storms During the day you're, You know You're jumping out of a plane And ready dropping to fight into Right Dropping right into the mix Right And he'd uh, Reenlisted And he'd become a In uh, the Army I'm not sure But in the Marines It's a drill instructor I don't mm-hmm. know what the Army calls them, But he he reenlisted And became that And he'd end up with a brain tumor uh, Came back home With uh, Others I think they call it uh, Others And some some kind of medical discharge mm-hmm. um so uh you know he he fought a, he fought that for a few years and uh he everything was going good for him he got real healthy except his peripheral vision didn't come back and so he's like I'm going to go back to the army I'm good to go yeah and uh, they wouldn't take him back because his peritheal vision never come back uh-huh. and uh, so um he uh I guess that 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 hurt him because yeah. he really oh, yeah. he really loved he really loved uh, being in the United States Army and and, and
0: and there's a lot of guys you hear about that that would prefer <clears throat> to to be in service you know they they love it and they just get so dedicated that they'd rather do that so yeah it's not surprising
2: uh, it's he's um it, well you know it bothered him and uh, and uh, but shortly after. You know he fought that good fight and fought as long as he could, and uh, eventually it, 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 you know it, he, they, he was uh, he passed on. Yeah. Uh, but before he passed, uh, my last conversation with my brother, you know my hero, the guy I looked up to for my whole life, uh, pretty much taught me how to be a man. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh, at least taught me how to fight, anyways. Oh yeah. And uh um, he, I told him I was going to join uh, the army and be a paratrooper and. You know, I, I wanted to make him proud because at that point I accepted that he was going to pass, and I think he, he knew it was coming as well. But you know, nobody really wanted to talk about it, but yeah, it was just a matter of time. So uh, he told me not to go to the army, and I think he was aware uh, uh, that. We were in war. The United States was in war at this time, uh-huh. and uh, he told me not to go. And he said, if you're going to go, join the United States Marine Corps because you, you're going to get better training. And Man, did they uh, – he went not line. Yeah. We trained, trained, trained. Uh, it's, I mean, that's all I knew was training. Yeah. And uh, so I joined, and uh, at that time he was home, and, uh, you know – I guess you'd call it bed rest, maybe. Uh And uh, I got, went, you know, I I, I shipped off. I told him my my goodbyes, and I went up to Lexington and hung out with the the rest of the PBC members, and they were getting ready to send me off. And uh, I almost didn't go. I almost didn't go at this point because um, I'd just gotten a bad car wreck. Uh Uh, My shoulder felt like it was dislocated. My face was black from a yeah. car wreck. My hands were cut up, uh, and uh, that night, that I was a taxi cab was picking me up to send me off to Paris Island to boot camp. Uh, I woke up and the cab was there, and everybody come running outside to tell me goodbye again. I thought, and then they just dropped the a bomb on me and told me that Lardo, uh family uh, friend. Had, yeah, and and he'd been in a car accident, and and we lost him that day. Yeah. And I oh, mean, it was a tough year. We lost a lot of a lot of so, good brothers. It's it makes me want to get choked up. Yeah, I mean, thinking yeah, about I mean, it. it's I mean,
0: tough. Man. That's tough, man. I mean, don't, family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's your family. It's family, and and so I mean, it sounds like the your service got off to a bad start. I mean, that's a lot of a lot. I I feel like that would be a lot to take, knowing that you are getting ready to. You know, to a lot of out. take it any yeah. good uh, yeah senses. yeah i mean yeah I,
2: I i had this uh neil sloan he, you know i grew up with him just at you know next door and uh and he'd come outside and he was like zach this is a good move for you and you need to stay focused and i i couldn't even think about i got out of the cab and uh everybody was kind of shocked and you know we were we're we didn't really know what to think. And I, I felt at that time when I got that news, I felt like I was abandoned and, you know, my family at that yeah. point. And, uh, and Neil had told me, he said, look, you, you need to go. You've signed, you, you know, you've signed up. You gotta go. You got, you got stay focused. Mm. You get in the cab. Yeah. He said, it's okay. And, yeah. and, uh, at that point, uh, you know, I got in the cab and I mean, I was heartbroken. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. And, um, I was heartbroken for his family too because he was such a good guy.
3: Uh
2: And um, so I took off and got into boot camp, and I was so full of rage. Just, you know, my, and I wanted to, uh, my, 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 inside me, my main goal was I wanted to go to boot camp and graduate and come back in uniform before my brother passed away. Yeah. I, I mean, Everybody was praying. Everybody was hoping he was going to make it through. But in my mind, it was just uh, a matter of time. Uh-huh. And I wanted uh, uh, it was just everything in me just to you know I wanted you know know that I was going to be okay because yeah. you know we grew up. Uh, I have a gr- wonderful parents. Uh, they they you know they raised us right. And and uh, you know it was just something inside me that wanted he's uh, a. Uh, his approval, let sure. me know I was, I was going to be okay. I was going to do something with my life. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I, uh, I was, uh, boot camp sucks. I was just going to tell you that. I'd rather go back to war than go through boot camp again. Wow. And uh, I was on the range uh, about halfway through boot camp, and uh, drill instructors started coming my way, and that's never a good thing. Yeah. And then I seen this, like, gator, like a, like A golf cart gator kind of deal coming yeah. down this range, and then I seen a, a Marine Corps or a priest come through. He's you know, they've got the crosses on their uniforms. It's their, you know, you know what they are when you the see whole production. them. Yeah. yeah, the whole production, you know? yeah. yeah. And I, um, uh, instantly, I, you know, my head dropped. I right. already knew what happened. Yeah. They pulled they, the first thing they'd done was take the rifle out of my hands because I had live ammo, yeah, and uh. So, and them not knowing me, they're not, I mean, they uh, personally, on a personal level, they don't know me. They was just, so they took me off. They took a rifle from my hands and uh, took me away from everybody else. And then they told me that, uh, I guess it was the Red Cross had notified them and uh, told me my brother had passed. Yeah, And uh, that was actually my first conversation with a drill instructor. You know, I was just so used to them. Screaming yeah. and you know hazing. I mean, well, haze don't supposed to exist, but it does. <laughs> yeah, <I guarantee laughs> but uh, you know they, uh, you know it was messed up. It was messed up because they didn't want to send me home. And I, I want to say that uh, because most people would probably leave Paris Island and it's supposed to come back they don't they don't come they don't back cuz yeah. they've got a window to escape and, and be the, gone and be gone be back. done cuz i mean it is tough yeah it is probably boot camp was probably physically and mentally is, it was probably one of the biggest challenges i've ever faced uh uh I would guess the mental, probably the mental aspect is, right. is as bad as, is, or worse than the physical is. If you, if you don't have it in your mind when you go into boot camp that these guys are there to help you in the long run, in the long run, in the end game, they're actually making you a stronger, better person yeah. fit for war. Yeah, if mean, you don't have that perspective – you won't make it.
0: I mean, they're you know. They're, I mean, I guess that's part of their job is to is to put stress on you and and see that you can hold up, hold up, and, and that you would be able to handle those tough pressure situations and stuff.
2: They break you down, but they what 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 happened is after they told me that they was asked me how close we were, and they already knew he was in the army. And they said if you we can send you home for the funeral and we'll put you in a uniform but when you go to the funeral and you come back you're gonna to have to start boot camp all over. And wow. this boot camp, I mean, it's no joke. I mean, these guys turn you into warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean they they break you down and and then they rebuild you. And wow. and I and And I I told my senior uh, drill instructor, he was a staff sergeant at the time, and uh, I was like, well, we're talking about my hero. I mean, I didn't say it in those words. It was, well, this recruit requests permission to speak. We did all that, and he told me to relax. But they had me so, the training is so, I don't know exactly the right word for it, but I couldn't turn it off. Yeah, I couldn't talk to him like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're
0: in that state of mind.
2: Yeah, I mean it was like, it was like like brainwash maybe. Yeah. Uh, They've put so much discipline into me that I couldn't even have a conversation with him uh, mm-hmm. like a civilian would. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I told him I was like, I'll start all over. Was you know, I'm not going to miss my but my brother's funeral. I done miss Lardo's funeral.
3: Uh-huh.
2: I felt horrible about that. Yeah. I'm not going to miss this one if I got the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So I was like, I'll start all over. I said, when I come back, I said, I'll have a, an advantage. i know what to expect. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be top of my class. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they suited me up in the uniform. And I come home, did the funeral. And, you know, uh, I, I, I had to fly back to Paris Island on Christmas Eve, Uh and when I got back, the the range instructor was still attached to our uh, platoon in boot camp, and he he they were watching. Uh, they were I don't remember what they were. What they was watching something, and and uh, he stopped the video and made me stand up and <clears throat> acknowledge uh, that I that I was willing to uh, go home and 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 start boot camp all over and do it all over again uh and uh to you know yeah be a you know to be there for my brother, yeah, know, my, my hero, yeah, and uh, and he you know he put it in a lot better words than i did and and uh and he come over and shook my hand and told me how much respect he had for me to that I'm willing to start over, and i mean put it in the words just talking about it's one thing, but actually doing it is it's it, i mean it's a beast, yeah, oh yeah, i, I mean I, it's I, no I'm... it's no joke, and. And what happened was they uh, actually they didn't make me start all over. They they pushed me back and put me in a different platoon, uh-huh. and that was uh, that was just starting on the range. And uh, so I got new instructors, a whole new platoon of guys, and uh, went ahead and finished. Uh, and man, when graduation come around, it, <laughs> it was a big day. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, i'm sure and with all that you've been through I'd, I'd say that was a relief man
2: yeah I, I, I recall it i mean
1: i remember you know right to the pretty much down to the day of sean's funeral and we was not i mean people was not sure if you was even going to get to make it i mean it's
2: so I, down to the wire it was i was unsure as well it was it was down to the wire uh, They. Uh, when they put me in that uniform, I I didn't have any rank. I mean, I wasn't even a private. Yeah. I was still a recruit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember when I come back, I was still in that uniform. And see, the guys in boot camp, they don't get to talk to each other. They don't get to have conversations. I mean, you're stripped from everything. Any mm-hmm. type of right you got. I mean, if you wanted to stand up and stretch, not happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, they put you at attention. You go to attention, you stand up straight, mouth shut, wow. <laughs> eyes open, chin up, shoulders back, and and that and becomes a part of your posture and it sticks with you. Yeah. Just like anything, I guess I guess just like uh it sticks with the rest of your life, just like I guess combat does. Yeah. Um
0: so this your when you entered the service was this uh I guess this was after nine eleven. Or was this before? This was uh, this is after nine eleven. So that's that's when the shit really yeah. got serious.
2: Uh, it was it was real. It was real. It was real real good. Uh, I, I remember uh, going to this bar in Lexington called Maxwell's. Anybody's uh-huh. Um anybody that's ever hung out with me probably ended don't up either. there. We just lived <laughs> a block <laughs> away. Or two, <laughs> we? We, we would walk there and walk home.
1: <laughs> a couple of platters of shots, rumples out there on the table. Um I de- I, we yeah. had
2: our own seats. <laughs> I kept my pool stick behind the bar. <laughs> Michelle, wherever you're at, Michelle, I, I don't you. know what <laughs> ever
1: happened to Michelle. <laughs> 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 terrific, terrific bartender. Sweet girl. What about
2: Julia? Oh yeah. She was oriental. Yeah oh man what a night those some good stories (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) maybe some private tales there but
0: uh i mean that's uh, so far man uh, we're just starting off i mean it sounds like you you know the the way you started off was already (sighs) tough and, and i'm sure things probably just got a little tougher you know as far as getting into combat and and all that stuff um so take us to the first time uh that you uh touched down for for live battle you know what what uh, uh what what do you recall of the first time that you knew you were getting ready to start being shot at on the daily
2: well uh the first time i had a bullet whizz by my head the first the you know uh this is it's going to be hard to understand this but, uh we we'd actually surrounded the city of Arupa, and there was three ways in three ways out and each and we had three platoons actually it was four platoons if you count headquarters but there was first second and third platoon that blocked off the road and we lived off the road 3 miles outside the city uh on my, on at, where where we lived at was three miles exactly, and uh, the second platoon had already been shot at and took fire, and uh, Jay Cooney he took a round to the neck, and uh, we moved into there and there was two snipers on top of this ice plant like a where the only place I guess I knew of that uh, they made ice in this city and uh they were on these huge tanks i, I think there was ammonia mm-hmm. they used to make it Probably. or freeze it mm-hmm. so these big tanks were on top and um, he took sniper fire searching vehicles called 762 to the neck oh. and uh uh i wasn't there i was you know I was at my little patrol base on, mm-hmm. on the other side, but, you know, we hear that chatter over radio, and there's always a quick react for us ready to respond. We responded to it, but the snipers were buried underneath these tanks, and so we couldn't see them. Oh, wow. We constantly had two Cobras flying around. Uh, Lieutenant Ward, before I get into it, Jay Cooney's alive, and well. Uh he lived. They, they flew him out to Germany. Uh-huh. He got stitched up, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when we got back, he was. I got to see him, uh-huh. and, but I actually ended up getting out of the Marines uh, a month when we got back in the states, and he uh, went back. Oh, I mean, wow. he's a hardcore dude. Oh, you know, yeah, he took one of that. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to go back and get revenge. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Jesus. Jay, Jesus. Jay, Cooney, man there. Jay Cooney, wherever you at, I love you, brother. Yeah, well, wherever you're at, I, uh, I'll, I'll put you Salutes to you, so you, so, yeah. you can, uh You can actually look him up if you type Jay Cooney on the internet. There's a, they just done a story that was released on him. Uh, I think they've done it this. Two, yeah, this 2020 is a 2020 story. I can't remember who done it on him, but uh, it's a great story of about him. So if anybody wants to look that up, I mean, it's a hardcore guy. But getting back to getting shot at, we were all like, we'd not been attacked. In uh-huh. uh, at the, the that story, there was two Cobras that sent Hellfire missiles into that building, and that was the end of that fight. Yeah, and so we were all hungry. You know, we 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 <laughs> just want to fight. We were mad. Our our brother just got, took one to the neck, uh-huh. and still couldn't take him down. Yeah, and uh, so uh, be careful what you ask for, because shortly after that, I think it was maybe two days later, uh, we were back, and uh, we I was uh, searching cars this day, uh, and it was like a it was a big cycle. I mean you had uh 4 hours every day and during those 4 hours you could take a shit you could sleep you could clean your rifle you could eat yeah. that was all the time you had for yourself uh-huh. you ain't going nowhere but normally I I would uh I would I would clean my rifle and I'd sleep yeah. and, I'd, and then I'd go back at it and so during all during this there's always somebody sitting outside our, our base that was searching cars that led into that city looking for weapons and bombs, IEDs. Mm-hmm. And then there was always eight guys patrolling and it was just a vicious cycle going over and over. Oh, and, uh, this day, the first time I got shot at, we got, we. I was searching vehicles with, uh, Andrew Hartford and we got mortared. And during my training, Nobody ever talks about what to do when you get mortared, and what,
0: it, what, what 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 exactly what's mortared? That,
1: yeah, you know, the people might not, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I got I, an idea. We got an idea. Got, We've talked earlier, but people that are out
2: here listen that may not know what you mean. Uh, okay, you know, from what I know about mortars, I wasn't a part of a mortar team, but we had one attached to us, uh-huh. and uh, I guess the best way I can break it down and keep it simple: you've got this long tube uh-huh. that goes, you know, like it's a, hollow,
1: kind of like a big like a Fucking fire, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like a like a firework tube, sort in, of. Have you, you know, ever seen like, a, you know, a, like a? You
2: ever seen a Nerf football? It's yeah. got the big fins. Yeah, still yeah out like the a end? rocket, in sort of. like a It looks like that, except you know it's an explosive, and you drop it in the tube, and then it hits a. I, I want it to it's the firing pin at the bottom, and boom! And these Go guys down. were accurate. I mean, they can't miss. I mean, the the. The mortar team that was attached to us, they were, I mean, they were perfect. Do you think they, what they? Do done. you think there was like
1: precise measures, or do you think they just done it so much the, they knew how to space out? The
2: training is just top notch. I mean, elite force. You know, United States, they're going to give you know they're going to give you the best training, yeah. especially in the Marine Corps. Ooh, raw. Yeah, but <laughs> these guys could drop one on you. You know. And no problem. Well, all they needed was grid coordinates. Boom. Yeah. I mean, they—they're perfectionists. Oh, yeah. But these Iraqis that would use old like rocket launcher tubes, if you will, uh-huh. and they—they they weren't so good. And they, but anyways, they started walking them in on us, and I have never been mortared. And all it is is a—you <laughs> hear this whistling, and it's like something's blowing up out of the ground. You can't see it coming. And so I hear it, and all of a sudden, boom! Dirt was flying up everywhere. I'm like, "What is happening?" You know. Uh-huh. And then, and then another one comes in. It's closer, so <laughs> I, I, I take off running. Yeah. And Hartford's like centers. Where are you going? Get back, because we just, we had no cover except this like little Hesco barrier full of dirt, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was yeah. so surprised and a little bit shocked. I was running for cover, but you don't know where it's going to hit. Yeah. So the best thing, if you ever get mortar, the best thing to do is just make yourself a small target and bend down and don't run because yeah. I I don't know where it's going to hit. I probably ran right into it. Yeah, yeah. but stay small as possible and where you're at. I was a boot. I I I'd, I'd not been mortared before, so now I know. Man. So I made myself a small target, and uh, and everything worked out. And so I was. After that, they called this a counterattack. So after they after they attacked this by dropping mortar rounds down on us, there was these like old beat up trucks, kind of look like Toyotas, and you had these machine guns mounted in the back of it. So you got this hodgey running around. And I, I, they were I can't I can't remember the name of these. Machine guns. Yeah, I want to say RPK, but I might be wrong on that. But fully automatic, and they drive up, and they get about maybe a, a mile away from our base, and it's and then they take off running, and they're gone. They go back to the city, hit and run. So we all regroup, and whenever you are attacked, we have battle positions. And my position was the tower, and I would go up there and, and uh, get behind a uh, a two forty. And that was where the lieutenant wanted me. That's where I went. So we go back, and lieutenant sends us out on something called a mortar analysis. So the, this is where the story gets good. Sergeant Hayes, ex drill instructor, scariest man alive in my my eyes, but awesome guy. And he used to, you know, he's a career guy. He, you know, he's lifer. he's done it all. He's yeah. a lifer. And he said, "I've been a part of a mortar team. I can do a mortar analysis." So me and him. Go out on her own and start going away from the city where one of the mortar rounds hit in the ground. And the goal was to see which direction it come from. Because, like I said, you can't see them coming. But if the dirt, once you look at the dirt, one, one blew up, there's slant in it and you can tell which direction, tell which it, direction it come from. It come yeah. from. Yeah, I see it. And I so see that. that was her go. So we're about two miles back away from home. And then all of a sudden, there was another attack and all these rounds started coming, dropping down on us and these tracer rounds are flying right by our heads. And this is the first time I got shot at. And, uh, you know, it's going it's embarrassing a bit to speak about it, but I'm going to tell you the truth. It was just me and Sergeant Hayes out there. And then these bullets, it's such a weird sound. It's like, you know, you've ever heard of velocity off of a bullet. It's, it's like a, if something whizzes by your head, it's like a, oh, th-
3: yeah. Th- yeah.
2: and you can feel it. You can feel it. Wow. And, uh, and, and they were so close and I'm sitting there thinking, I can hear this bullet going by me. I hit the deck, you know, I'm making myself a small target yeah. and I'm on the ground and Sergeant Hayes, he's experienced combat. You know he's Been he's got there. experience. Yeah. He was a sergeant. Yeah. I, at the time, I think I was a PFC, just a uh, just a that's one rank above a private. I'm a boots, what they call it. Uh-huh. The guy I don't know what he's doing at this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, no, no, I was a lance corporal at that time. And uh, anyways, I was still a boot. Uh-huh. And uh, and he walks over to me. He's like Sanders. He's like get the fuck up. We gotta go. the exact <laughs> words, and I—I I couldn't get my face close enough to that ground. Yeah, because I mean they were just those bullets are right on top of me. Oh yeah, and I knew if I raised my head up, I'm, di- I'm dead. Yeah, so I—I I couldn't get my face. I was trying to bury my face into this dirt and. And uh he wasn't laughing at me, he wasn't screaming at me. He understood, I guess he'd been there before. Oh yeah. And he said, All you gotta do is stand up. It's like I, my body froze up. It was like just couldn't I, do it. I wanted to move. I knew what I needed to do. Just couldn't do it. But I could I could not get my body to move. It was just like, Well, I'm gonna raise up and die. Yeah. So and I had no cover. I'm just laying flat out in the open (laughs) 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 and uh, nothing to hide behind. And so he says, get up, let's go. And I got up, I moved, I stood up and he said, now let's go kill these guys. I mean, he said a lot, uh, I'm going to try not to use foul language, but he said, let's go get these this And I'm like, all right. So I'm moving and I'm good and I can still feel them going by my head. And uh, and we start moving, and then we got to the point where we had cover, and we started doing cover and fire, cover and fire. So I'd start firing, he'd move, he'd stop cover, I'd move. It was, you know, yeah. we started just covering each other, and uh, we so we got up there, and keep in mind, like I told you earlier, when we were attacked, I was supposed to went to the tower, because uh-huh. I didn't go. He he tells me. Can you drive an l a v and I'm a scout infantryman the guys that drive the vehicles the l a v s it's it's like a it's an amphibious tank if you will they go on land and water it's a bad mamajama, jamma. <laughs> twenty millimeter rounds in yeah. a turret uh wow they had two forties i mean you can, it's the it's a beast yeah uh so I'm like, yeah, I can drive that. Even though as a scout, in my downtime, I took the time to get a, take a class and got a license to drive one. Oh, wow. So he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I got a license. I'm certified to drive. He's like, get in this vehicle. And I was so caught up in the moment, I forgot to go to the tower. Uh-huh. And and there's another guy in the tower, and he's a Navy corpsman. He couldn't operate that machine gun, that 240 up there. He fired one shot, and it jammed. And then he got down. He didn't know how to uh he didn't know how to fix the jam. Yeah. and it was my that was my duty to do that. When we were here at this location at the base, that was my place to go. So me and Sergeant Hayes getting in this vehicle and we're rolling solo. We leave the whole platoon back while they're going to their battle positions. Me and him go into the city by ourselves. Oh wow. I was so caught in the moment he was a sergeant. I was listening to him. He was a badass. Probably the Probably the most badass person I knew at the time, yeah. I, like and yeah, like a, and he tells me to jump, I jump, I mean awesome guy, really awesome guy, and so we get into this l a v and I'm driving, and he's up in the turret, ready to drop these dudes by the time by the time that vehicle come these vehicles the trucks that were shooting, they took off and went back into the city, so guess where we go go we started going to the city. Radio chatter started happening, and they called us back. Told us to get the get the elf back. What are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> you know where the hell y'all so, going to? So you yeah. got you got me and Sergeant Hayes is like two Rambo's going in to get her kill on by ourselves. Yeah. It was just so caught up in it, and you know, and I, I was with him once I got moving, I was good. And uh, anyways, we uh, we ended up going back to the base, and I got. Chewed out big time, and he got chewed out too. But at the same time, you know, we just wanted to kill these guys. Yeah, you know, they they coming on our turf, coming up to us, and you'd think that we they do it while we are out patrolling. Uh-huh. And I happened they come to us where we was sleeping and uh pulling a nice counterattack on us and doing their thing. Nobody got shot that day. Nobody got killed that day. So uh, it's But that's a
0: hell of a first interaction with getting shot at.
2: Yeah, and on top of that, I had pink eye. I ended up with pink eye, both eyes. (laughs) I got a picture. You know, if Sergeant Ace fearless and I got a picture of me and you. Once we got back, we took a picture with this little disposable camera, and it was my first firefight. And I was so excited, you know, that I actually got a. Got got my first spot. He took a picture with me, and I'm so nasty. My eyes are swollen shut. Um, it was, <laughs> but I got that. I got that picture in my kitchen. Wow. Yeah, um, I can't imagine, man. Can you imagine? Oh, it's wild. Wow. Well, I will tell you something else. What, remember when I was telling you about us covering and moving? Uh-huh. My adrenaline was so. Once I got moving, my adrenaline spiked so high. That I puked three times. Oh wow! While I was moving, and I was in great shape. I could run three miles in 1830, eighteen thirty. You've always, you've 18 always been minutes. one
1: of them dudes. I feel confident you could go out right now and and do a, a solid mile, though. I mean, uh, immortal in shape the, all the
2: time. The, the next day, I'd probably you'd probably be uh, able to move. Well, I know, but I, <laughs> <laughs> that's besides the point. But I feel like you could go out right now and you know. But I, I was thinking, why am I puking? What's wrong with me? And he, Sergeant Hayes, tell me, it's your adrenaline, keep moving. And, uh, and we kept moving, we right. kept, kept, felt, kept fighting.
0: I can't imagine that's that, awesome. that sound like you were mentioning with the bullets going by your head. Just, uh, that would be something I would, was, can't imagine. That's man, one of like the good.
1: things you can, you know, I could sit there and think about it all day, but there, I mean, you, you can't, you know, and your you, mind can't wrap around the actual, I mean, yeah. uh, that sound.
0: Yeah. And you see that it's, stuff on movies too and you're like no way you know no way those guys could sit there and take that but i mean obviously once it's it's
2: insane to what the human body will adapt to yeah i mean cold weather hot weather getting shot at you know i was eventually uh these firefights kept happening and i got more than what i asked for uh eventually my adrenaline wouldn't spike that high and uh i I didn't know why i was vomiting i I imagine it was just a dream because i was in I was as healthy as an Olympic runner. Yeah, it was just my drilling was back. I puke and kept on going. It didn't stop me. But yeah, it's. I guess it's. I guess you think about it. It's hard to 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 understand. Yeah,
0: I mean, and get into it. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's happened to other guys at the vomiting part because he knew what was wrong with you. So
2: yeah, I mean, I it, mean, man,
0: that must be a pretty normal thing.
2: It, it, yeah it's good to have good leadership and especially in a firefight you gotta you gotta have some of ex- experience
0: so uh so that was your first real firefight getting shot at and uh so that that's a pretty wild story so uh uh take us into uh how it progressed and maybe some uh some of these going into these cities man i'm, I'm with and dealing with civilians uh i feel like that would be <laughs> Something maybe take us into that and uh, tell us a little bit about doing some of those things.
2: You know that's that's a that's a good question as well. That the civilians there, you know, the the culture in the Middle East is nothing that anybody here would even think about. Yes. I mean, if you've uh, they don't use toilet paper, they they wipe their they wipe their butt with their they shake hands with their right hand. I think it was their left hand. So if you tried to shake your hand, somebody from the Middle East tried to shake your their hand with their left hand, uh, then it's uh, disrespectful. They're going to take it. It would be like you giving somebody the finger. Oh, wow. Um, they And they'll pull up. I can't remember what those dresses are called that these men wear, but they pull them up. It don't matter where they're at. And they'll drop the deuce. Wow. Right there. They use a ball of water, and they'd. Washed their hands off. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, they may have soap. I never seen any.
0: That's a tough way to live.
2: Well, it's they don't know any. Di- there was no. Those, they don't know any different. And I mean,
1: it's I, a different culture. I mean. This is just a different yeah.
2: culture, and that's the way of life there. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of respect for it because the women over there are treated horrible. I mean, uh, if a woman, if if a, a woman, women. A man can have six, seven wives, and if one of them's not doing their chores or talking back or not being able to reproduce, he can trade them off for a goat He can wow. trade them off for property he can trade for another wife uh the and the I think the the women over there is the only, probably the only people that really wanted us there uh to get that freedom yeah uh, how how was you like? When you rode into town, how was you, like, received? I
1: mean, were people friendly? I mean, did you? It was. Mixed bag. It was or?
2: probably 50-50. I mean, we went into a lot of homes. They welcomed us and give us tea. And we'd go in there searching for weapons. And, when you, you know, imagine somebody coming in here, a foreign military coming in here mm-hmm. to Knott County and. Raiding taking, your house. Raiding your house, taking your guns. You said searching for weapons. I mean, that was we was
1: talking earlier. But I mean, for the folks list, and that that was sort of your. Uh,
2: that was the main goal. Yeah,
1: you were searching. You was going house to house, taking guns, disarming,
2: disarming the city, and you're right. And um, you know that that didn't go over very well. And the first time we raided the city, it took us. I want to say maybe three to four straight days. It was nonstop, no sleep. You know, oh, yeah. No stopping. There was these—I don't know who they were—but there was these like seven-ton trucks. I think they were seven-ton trucks, just up and down the streets going. And when you come out of the house, you could you'd throw these tr- these rifles, whatever AKs, gold-plated AKs, rocket launchers, whatever you found. You threw it in the back of this truck and moved on to the next house.
0: So so in civilian's, regular supposedly civilian's house, you were finding rocket launchers and gold-plated AK-47s.
2: Yeah. They'd hide magazines. They'd tape them up. They'd dip them in oil. And uh, like their magazines, they'd tape them up with black tape or something, cover them up. They'd, we'd find them under ovens, inside ovens, um, under rugs. Just, wow. They'd hide them anywhere. Uh, artillery rounds they use for IEDs. we found a lot of those
0: so was that the 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 bad guys hiding that stuff in their house, or was that just regular civilians that
2: well to know, us every, like to normal us, you know to just, us everybody was a civilian yeah cuz they didn't have uniforms yeah R2, you couldn't tell so yeah. one day a guy could approach you on the street and be real nice uh, assalamualaikum and wishing you well and peace and the next day Uh, He could use all the information he got from you, or said, "Well, this guy looks weak. Let's take him." Or this guy's got the radio. This guy's got the machine gun. They'd learn who you are, what uh, you're carrying, what we're carrying. They get intel, and then they would apply it. And and so
0: it was hard. I mean, I guess you just couldn't tell.
2: We didn't know who we were fighting until we was actually fighting them. Yeah, there was a few missions that come down, and they gave us pictures and said. This is what he looks like. Take him dead or alive. Take him. You know, when I, there's only really one that I remember uh, that really well because he looked just like Snoop Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not the D O G man, Farage something. But he was like uh, you know the poker cards. You ever seen the poker cards the military cards with a terrorist and like Saddam Hussein was like the no, ace it, of spades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy apparently was supposed to be in like the 10 of spades. Yeah. yeah. So he was. He a, had ranked he, somewhere. Yeah, he was a ranked, he was an important individual. And it was New Year's night. And um, you heard me talking about Angelo Crusoe. I was with this guy for my whole career, this guy and a few others too. But um, that we was just talking about about a month ago. And it was the coldest night I'd ever. Been involved in. I got so cold. I wanted to put my rifle down. And we was looking for this AKA Snoop Dog. And he, <laughs> so <laughs> and, was that what you
0: guys referred to him as?
2: Yeah, I mean, he looked like a Middle Eastern Snoop Dogg. Uh, Dog. D O G. <laughs> D O double G. <laughs> yeah, but we found him. Um, and uh, it, man, it was so cold. I I I I didn't know cold until that night. And, really? Uh, Does it get? I mean we we pinned him down. Uh, yeah it gets I, I mean this i mean not to interrupt you but uh
1: so you know i'm not familiar with the iraqi climate
2: so it, not to get i mean it's cold i mean I, well, they have uh extreme summers and then they have extreme winters there's no oh, fall yeah. there's no spring it's, so it's, it's one or the other it's either uh, during the summer it'd be like 130 140 degrees and during the winter time it would drop down. I don't know how cold it got, mm-hmm. but it was cold. I want to say it was close to below zero. I mean, it's what it felt like. The wind chill, I guess. No, I mean, there's nothing What Probably what hurt the most was or made it feel so cold. But I had hand warmers in my gloves, my boots. I couldn't even feel them. Oh, that's wild. And my hands locked up. I, I couldn't even, I had a hard time holding my rifle. Um, wow. That night, though, we got him, uh, uh Anthony Bolito. he was uh he they stuck their heads around the corner we we pinned them down to the block and we were scattered. we had a perimeter around them we was just waiting for them to show themselves and uh it was like Larry Moe and Curly they stuck their <laughs> heads around the corner and <laughs> and, and, and Belito, <laughs> that's and Belito put a 20 millimeter right in the corner of the building uh there was some sort of Team that come out and wanted to verify that it was actually them, but it, it couldn't make them out. So I guess they had to take blood sample. I don't know how they figured out it was actually them, but it was. Yeah. So, uh, Bolito that night was our hero. Cause I was, uh, I was so ready to get back to our little base and warm up. Uh, it was miserable.
0: Oh, I'm sure. and And, and that's a, that's, that's, like, like we said earlier, I can't imagine you know, we could sit here and think about it, but we don't know, and then all we'll ever have is imagination on it, but it's cool to hear about it though i mean it's I mean you don't
2: it was we was all constantly going there was' really no downtime, and if we did have downtime, I had a gun-ho lieutenant that didn't want to waste time, and so when we had time to rest or you know do a little you Have some fun bit. or build a morale up that didn't exist. He'd give us metal detectors and send us out looking for weapon caches, and I didn't think we'd find any, but man, they were everywhere. They had artillery rounds hidden everywhere for IEDs, like that. That wasn't actually an IED at that time, an explosive that they'd use to blow us up. They were just hidden. So when they wanted to do something for future were, uses, future uses, yes. It was, that's something else that's messed up. They would, these guys were so horrible, they would come into uh, somebody's home that didn't want to fight, somebody wanted peace. People that liked us there would take over their home, hold them hostage, and have the man of the household go out and dig a hole and say, if you don't go out and dig this hole, we're going to kill your family. Then they'd go to another house and say, you're going to take this bomb and you're just going to drop it in this hole. And if you don't do it, we're going to kill your family. Yeah, and then there'd be another guy that maybe they'd say, you want to go over here and put dirt over this and and cover it up, or we're going to carry your family." So every time that we caught somebody that was up to no good, it wasn't the people we wanted. Uh-huh. We was fighting somebody that didn't want to fight. It was somebody that was being forced to. Yeah, yeah. didn't have
1: we, no choice in the man.
2: Right, they didn't have no choice. It's such an ugly world. Oh man, we never. I mean, so more than likely the people, most of the, not all of them, but if they didn't have a rifle in their hand and they were out there up no good with a cell phone or, or burying a bomb or trying to blow us up, if somebody that really didn't want to do it. Yeah. It was like, for instance, it was, it was one day that guy had a, a, a vest on full of explosives and, uh, and he come up, he come up and blew himself up before he got too close. And he could have got real close to these guys. They took shrap both. Of, I can't remember which guys it was. It's been so long, but I'm sure if they're listening, they know who they are. Maybe when Crusoe, if we get Crusoe on the phone, maybe he can tell us which one. I, I want. I know, about know it was second platoon though, because both of them took shrapnel to the legs. To the legs. Oh, wow. And uh, but you know. I think one of them ended up with stitches and got right you know, just went right back to the fire. So, but he killed himself before he got close enough. That way his family survived. And he didn't kill any of you all. And he didn't kill us. He and killed my, himself, you know. Just that's tough. That, I mean, yeah, his I family. mean
0: imagine, imagine how that guy feels. I mean, uh, just want peace and you get forced to uh, choose between your 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 family
2: and Damned if you do, damned Yeah, if
0: you do. no, double-edged sword, no good way for him to go about that. And that's it's crazy, man.
2: That's cra- it's crazy, and it's it's. I don't think a lot of people know that that happens. They think that automatically well, this guy's wanting to kill Marines, uh-huh. but he, they don't see the big picture he's being forced to because he wants his kids to survive. Yeah. So all these people that fled out of Iraq that was going across Europe, I think there's a lot of Iraqis that's up in Dearborn, Michigan now. And they were – a lot of people say, well, you know, we don't want them here. They're unwelcome. They're probably spies. They might be one or two that are, but majority of them is just looking for peace. Peace. Just want to live their lives. Want their families to be okay. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're over there and you're being forced to do something like that, I mean, what do you do? You know? I, you know?
0: I mean, I got a guy I met – it's been a little over probably a year ago. Uh, and I've actually become pretty good friends with him. And, uh, his name is uh, Ali. and I'm, I'm blanking on how to say his last name. But he is, he's from Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know, he was telling me all these big stories and stuff and, and, and how they're, you know, he didn't want to fight for Saudi Arabia at that time. I don't remember what war it was or whatever, but he, he's an older guy. But anyway, he finally managed to get to America. And he ended up... Fighting for America against Saudi Arabia, nice, and, and 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 that's what he was telling me. He's like, uh, you know, people even to this day don't like him because when they look at him, they think terrorist. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not from here, and it's not like that. You know, you can't group all these people together that you don't know what they got in their head. I mean, how can you, you know, like like Ali? I mean, you look at him yeah he's from he's from that area but how can you say that he has bad intentions i mean that's just there's people that want peace too and and a lot of people in America don't understand that and and you can see that to a i can understand it to a point but not everybody's out to to i mean
2: right it's 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 like you- can't, you can't hate somebody where they're born and they're not in a position to move yeah so it's it, it's sad it's, 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 uh, I mean, it's very sad and and yeah they were, there were there some pretty horrible people over there I mean they'd chop people's heads off if they didn't believe in their religion yeah. if you're a christian and you in and, and uh you tell people you're Christian and proud over there uh your head gets chopped off, wow at yeah, the same and, time I'm sure there's lots of good people too i mean it's very it's it's sad and and uh, and I guess uh, the, when I was over there. And guy really got into the the really really got into it. I'm sitting there thinking, what am I doing here? You know, yeah. what have I done? And but in the long run, I, I was able to help some people. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about politics. Well, it's just an oil. It's just we were just over there for oil because we didn't find any WMDs. And you know, you know the the conspiracies, conspiracy thinkers. We didn't need to be over there. It's their country. There's some people over there that really needed help. It didn't have no choice.
0: Yeah. So, and and that's something else I want to ask you about. So, this is uh, this is after nine eleven that you're in here. What what were you told that the mission was? What was your job? I mean, what was the end game when you when you off? You know your your crew went over there. What what were you there? To accomplish yourself,
2: the the main objective for us, and when we on that second tour, it was draw enemy fire, close in, and destroy the enemy. So, so we patrol around, wait for somebody to shoot at us, draw them out, draw them out, them. draw them out, make them shoot at us, then close in and kill them. Yeah, and if we couldn't kill them with the rifles, we had two cobras. Helicopters. They'd send in the Hellfire missiles, take out the whole building. uh It, it was a lot of collateral damage, a lot of innocent people got killed. Uh, it's, it's one of the very downsides so, of war. I mean, that's war's hell. So war is I, probably it's. I don't. I, it's hell. It is. It's hell on Earth. And so,
0: while you guys were doing that, I mean, you know, I guess that was trying. That was. Helping what the bigger fight at the time, I guess, was and that was trying to find Bin Laden. I guess is that what at that time did you guys know anything about that Bin Laden had done it or did was he never mentioned?
2: No, I, there was no there was. I mean, I'm sure he was probably mentioned at some point or maybe some other units. I mean, we got a pretty good sized military, but as far as us, we were just focused on this city, Arupa, We're going to get all the weapons out. We're going to kill what terrorists are inside it. And then we're going to do this for seven months. And then we're going to get relieved out. we're going to go home and wait for the next mission. Yeah. Or or re-enlist and take another mission.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and like for us back here when all this was going on, I mean, obviously we just see what's on the news. Uh, And, you know, all, all that the American people are getting told was it's a war, you know, to fight terrorism and uh, what happened with 9-11 and find bin laden i mean you don't you when, like for us you see that and you don't think about the little small stuff like you got you know the, the things like you guys were doing i mean that's stuff that had to be done too and you know for me i'm picturing we're all you know our our, our uh, military's over here and they got one mission that's to find the the main terrorists and stuff i mean you don't think about this stuff like you're talking about we
1: just see
2: Jeez, We're over there. You See what the, the? I guess I guess I I don't watch the news. The headlines. I, they headlines. See the headlines. Yeah. You know the I, big beats. The right. headline. The the. I I was watching the news when they dropped the bombs during the invasion, and that yeah. and, uh, that, that got me right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. But I I I don't watch the news, and I I believe I don't believe what the news says most of the time because I I mean, it's there's I'm sure there's some sort of agenda there and so I don't buy into all of it but as far as Bin Laden at that time I didn't hear any chatter about Bin Laden I I didn't um, I'm sure there was a lot of talk going on about him but um, it was all Saddam Hussein I, I really I don't as far as him just being a dictator to and cruel to his own people, I, I, that's really the only thing I know about the guy. But when they hung him, I was when they hung him over there, that was that was a bad day. We got in a firefight that last four hours, and I I didn't think I was going to come out. Yeah, I didn't. Matter of fact, on our way in, we, it was an unauthorized patrol. We didn't even supposed to be patrolling that day. Uh And uh, we were trading our stuff off Like I had uh, DVDs Like a little (laughs) DVD player And I had the small field season And uh, I remember uh, Telling her You know I I remember uh, My buddy Doug I remember telling him that If if I end up getting popped He could have my small field season And and if he got popped I was going to I think he I think he might have had the friend's seasons on dvd you just want to leave that <laughs> to me joey yeah and so. but you know it's oh man it's so it's so weird what you get used to and accepting that you're pretty much already dead yeah and it's really no big deal yeah i mean it is but yeah. in our mind it was such a dark place that you just laugh about it
0: um you need to take a break you want to take you a quick break sure
2: or? we take a break
0: you take a break me and brad will uh we'll do the drawing here uh we can do that you want to do that sure we'll do that take your break get you another drink do whatever you need to do uh sounds good all right so we'll do that uh let's see here so we're we we need to do this drawing for this uh from the parlor room here uh, for the parlor room winner the parlor room winner two t-shirts uh and a And a one hundred dollar gift card for a tattoo. So
1: got the cup here. yeah, rustle
0: it up there, and uh, let's see what we got. Um, There can only be one, and there it is. You have it. Who do we get?
1: James Napier. James Napier. Wow. wow. (laughs) So Jamesy boy uh, coming of the James Napier.
0: I got a little something for you here. Yeah. so that's cool so uh yeah get it up there let's see yeah
1: validate that validate
0: that yep that there it is number 26 on the list so uh he gets a uh a, a free hundred dollar gift card and a and a couple of t-shirts courtesy of the parlor room john haywood and those guys over there so that's good to get that out of the way great gift yeah great gift And uh, i know he's tuning in and i know he'll be
3: he
1: oh, he'll to, be ecstatic! Yeah, you know, I
0: talked to him today. He uh, he said he enjoyed the introduction. So, uh, that's cool, James. Uh, get up with me. We'll uh, we'll get you took care of. Other local news I've seen this morning: Paintsville, the uh, Paintsville High School football Tigers. team, uh, one A state Tigers? champions. Paintsville, pa- Tigers? Paintsville Tigers, yeah, Tigers one a state champions in football, so that's that's pretty cool. I think that's the first one in school history. I thought I read something like that mm-hmm. that, that said that that home was of the um,
1: painful. there, Cash Daniel, did he play? Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't
0: he? Yeah, I, I forgot about maybe. that. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh ain't that, that right? Or is it right? Yeah, no, that's right. He went. He, yeah, he played for painful, uh, and uh, home. Uh, I guess that's That that where Chris Stapleton went to high school at. Or did he go to Johnson Central? I don't know. I don't well, know. And uh, I guess Tyler Childers. Did Tyler Childers go to Paintsville? I don't think he went to school in Lawrence County.
2: Maybe he did. I don't, I don't know.
0: Paintsville's semi-famous. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, congratulations, congratulations to the Tigers. Congratulations to the Tigers. Yeah, Represent uh, East Kentucky well. Yeah, yeah. And and I read a, I read a little article today about, uh, well, I don't know that it was an article as much as somebody talking about how uh, sports in the mountains different you know uh, the, it'll be you know east kentucky here all all these local you know in our area we'll celebrate them winning because it's a mountain thing man it's it's something to uh to be proud of here in the mountains to to yeah submit. it's not
1: like this you know it's a a mountain team wins it's a win for all of them.
0: yeah yeah and, and 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 i couldn't agree more with that I, I think that's pretty cool so uh there's that and uh so, like I said, congratulations to them. Um, while we're here, uh, I think we're having a little trouble with that camera out there. It keeps wanting to not read. Really, you need to record it for a little bit. So, uh, good chance that, uh, Zach will be our main, main focus. Main focus. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get that figured out. I'm going to have to come up with a, okay, uh, come up with a, uh, a few more, uh, uh, cameras that that could really uh help us out so um zach's taking a little break for us um brad's gonna take a little break uh uh got a little time just to myself here uh we don't yet uh what's the word i don't yet i'm not good enough so far with equipment we have to know how to stop recording And re record because I'm afraid I'll lose something. And I definitely don't want to lose what we got so far. So we'll keep recording. Uh, This may get cut out and it may not. Either way, listen, doesn't matter. Uh, But while we're here, um, and we got Zach here, he's a veteran. Um, uh, Holly's here and and got Phoenix here with us. Uh, Wanted to talk a little bit about some personal stuff. Uh, Had a lot of questions here lately about uh, me and Holly far as getting married. Um and I'd say Zach knows a little bit about this when he gets back. But as far as the marriage uh you know, uh me and Holly got engaged God, that's been I don't know, what's it been three years? It's been a while. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's probably been three yeah, three we February makes five years. But a lot of people ask when's the wedding, when's the wedding, when's the wedding are y'all getting married? <laughs> so I wanted to give a little insight insight on that and um You know, a lot of people that know Holly know that uh, she had a tragedy happen to her. Uh, Her husband was also in service and uh, was killed in action. And uh, she uh, is, the government is doing their duty, uh, you know, kind of helping support. She gets some benefits for her and Bentley, as she should. But apparently, if she gets married, she loses it. She'll lose her, her. benefits from the va or or however i'm not fully fully understanding of it but i do know that if she gets married that she'll lose it and then that you know she until bentley's 18 um that uh that can't happen so uh and it's kind of uh it's kind of weird because you know, like I was telling I was telling John in this, I think it was John, or I don't know who it was, that uh, I think it's kind of shitty, man, that uh, if you get married, uh, I'm talking about me and you, uh, I think it's kind of shitty that they would take that away because just because you get remarried, I don't think that's going to erase your memory and the things that happened, and, and I think that's kind of crappy of our government to to go that route i think that uh people that's went through that stuff should definitely be taken care of because you know that's kind of the ultimate sacrifice type thing so that's why we haven't got married yet um for the few people that's asked here lately i'll just throw it out there so everybody knows and everybody hears it so that's that anyway uh what else we got going
1: on man what's uh
0: you you brought us in some uh I guess Brandy. Brought
1: some, yeah, Brandy brought it home today.
0: So, uh, we were just talking about the Black Sheep Bakery and Brick Oven Pizza over there. Uh, we were just talking about that on the uh, the intro. and uh,
1: Brought on a couple of uh, fresh pies. A couple of fresh pies. Fresh Delicious, pies, Absolute, delicious as always.
0: Yeah, absolutely delicious. Uh,
1: Nothing but a high praise for Black absolutely, Sheep.
0: Absolutely. And I hope that somebody in their uh, circle hears this because
1: we're definitely going
0: to have them on at some point.
1: Oh, yeah, and if you've not, like I say uh, said last time, um if you've not ate there, give them a chance. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you won't any? be disappointed, no. I promise.
0: Check them out on Facebook. Um, they have a Facebook. Uh, they're always posting some of their uh, their good eats over there, and I know a lot of people haven't heard of it, so like Brad said, give it a try. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Um try to think of some other... Uh, some other happenings up. There. Other, other happenings, uh, Holly. Don't know. We just gave away the the t shirt and the hundred dollar gift card to James Napier. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he like Bradson. I'm sure he'll be excited. Oh yeah, so. I'm sure he's uh he'll so, be tickled.
1: Uh, yeah, and I uh, know James. He's a a terrific dude, um, and uh works railroad
0: man. Um, so far on our uh on our intro last night it's been so far it seemed to be doing good a lot of a lot of views uh, a lot of listeners a lot of people talking about it so that's awesome i was really proud of that and, and appreciate everybody uh everybody listening in on that and and hopefully it keeps getting bigger and bigger and and this is so far been a pretty killer episode uh a lot of a lot of good info here and there, there's there's going to be a lot more right here in just a second. Zach's back from his uh back from his break here, so we'll get some more into that. Uh, he's gonna light up
1: a cig stove here. Smoke, he's, uh, like getting, he's getting a fresh drink. Yeah, fresh drink. He's
0: he's ready. He's,
1: Looks right. like he's got a delicious looking drink down yeah. there, yeah. making my mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> I might take <laughs> uh, a little, maybe a little splash in my mug here if you don't care. Maybe a little. A little sip of Coke if you got one.
0: Wow. That holly with one on deck, just like that. Holly with
1: one right on deck. Yeah. Just a little splash.
0: Um, So uh, we'll get back into that. Here you go, sir. Thank you, Z-Man. Yes, sir. Ziggity Z. Yes, sir. So um, we talked about this and that with, with stuff. Uh, I guess next thing, I'd maybe... Be- uh, let's
1: I want to hear a little about uh coming home, man, when you uh, got out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean well and and to the main thing is, that I want to hear is what made you want to get out uh first and foremost and what it was like when you came home and and, and how you felt and and what it was like getting kind of really getting back into society, man. I mean, cuz you're pretty much out of it there for 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 the tours. I mean, I guess it's it's a lot different than living in regular society here. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh,
2: there was, um, uh, we've been talking about fighting and there was so much of it. Uh, fighting wasn't the reason I got out. I mean, I, of course I got tired of getting shot at and seeing mm-hmm. my buddies get shot and people getting hit by Ds, but that wouldn't it. I, I tell you what, me getting, getting out of the United States Marine Corps was, uh, was a, on a personal. Was a personal. Uh, it. It was. It, it, being from Kentucky is. It's hard to speak speak for everybody else in the United States, but for me, it was so tough because I was around people from New York, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, I mean, upstate. I mean, everybody. If you haven't been upstate then you need to know that people up there are a lot different from here. It's, uh, I mean, I ain't saying they're bad people. Different, mean, a I, different culture. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the brothers I met up there, I love them. I mean, I'd give my life for them, uh, and they know it, and they'd do the same for me. Uh, it, it's, But there's certain people up there that look down upon people from the mountains look down hillbillies uh, like uh, if 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 i said uh, when they said they hear my accent and they'd say where are you from i'd say kentucky and now they and they'd say oh you're you're from Klantucky. i was automatically ad- identified as as a racist or something yeah. and i, I didn't under- really understand it but and, you know a lot of guys would say it in a joking manner but i had a sergeant that I uh, well, he wasn't with me on my first tour. Um I, Actually, my first, my, the sergeant I had on my first tour was from Kenya, uh-huh. in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved him to death. He was awesome, great leadership skills. I wish he'd stayed with us, Uh but I ended up with a guy, and I, I, I think he was uh, he was upstate somewhere. I, I can't I can't remember where he, what state he was from, but he gave me such a hard time. About my accent, and you know, guys that say stuff and joke, tough love, you know, that's no big deal. But this guy was re- relentless. He would not stop. Um, and if I said something, he would somebody translate for me what he said. Wow! And it was just, and it just wouldn't one or two times. It was every time I had something to say. Yeah. Or and, and he would, and he was just always picking and picking. And, and it, and at first it was, at first he didn't pick at me. We had, uh, African-Americans in our platoon when I first got there. And, you know, um, uh, one of these guys, I went, just went and met at a, a, at a wedding, went to a wedding down in Tennessee and he got in his face and he got tired of it. I won't use his name, but if he sees this, he'll know, he'll know what I'm talking about. And the rest of the guys do too. But he got tired of him picking at him, the sergeant picking at him all the time, and eventually he lost his composure, and 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 said something back to him. And when he did, oh, yeah, I'm a sergeant; you can't talk to me that way. He pulled rank, yeah. And and then they it, a big ruckus broke out, and then they put him in a different company. And uh, I still talk to him uh, on a weekly basis on Facebook. Um, and I got to go see him not too long ago at, uh, at a, uh, Willie Hanson's, uh, wedding. Yeah. An awesome guy. I mean, a great guy. Uh, I, I, he's, I, I think he's in Chicago right now, but anyways, this is what kind of guy the sergeant was. He didn't have nobody left to pick on. And then he started gunning at me. Yeah. And so we were, this is, this is, this is the reason I got out. Was because of this guy. It it was the breaking point for me. We got into a. uh, We was doing a patrol, and I already knew we were going to get shot at. I mean, we. It was just. It was no surprise. Yeah. And I got to the point where I actually knew where we were going to get shot at, as far as like danger areas. This is a bad spot to cross. You know, moving from point A to point B, trying to reach. You know. Yeah. To keep pushing forward. It was, uh, it was, you know, so eventually you, you you know where the danger areas are. And so uh, Angelo Crusoe, and uh, it was either Hoff or Christian Richardson, they were at the front of the patrol, and they crossed this long danger area. I mean, it was, we should have probably went around, but they crossed. Everything was fine. And so I'm up next with uh, Andrew Hartford. He, he's, he got out of the Marines and joined the Army. Uh-huh. And, uh, I actually spoke to him about a week ago. He's in Sweden, based out of Germany, oh, wow. doing some training with Special Forces. And He, lo- he said he loved it. So me, and, anyways, me and, and Hartford was up next across this danger area. And so what happens when these two guys cross, they set up shop over there and, and provide cover fire, and then the guys behind me is going to pop up and provide cover fire. So when I start getting shot at, You know, I got somebody there covering for me. Uh So we're running across this huge area, and uh, first, also the first time I got, I I had tunnel vision, and and I'm a fast runner at the time. I was, I, I mean, like I said, I could do three miles in eighteen thirty, and I'm getting shot at. I cross, I get about a quarter of the way across, and I'm running, and the bullets are coming. And I could see the dirt flying up in front of me. Oh, wow. And I'm like juking, kind of like Rambo or something <laughs> in the movie. I, I trip and fall. I get up. I'm moving. And I could not run fast enough. Yeah. And Hartford, I always outrun Hartford in training. I'd smoke him. Yeah. But when you're getting shot at, I guess he was holding back, because, I mean, this <laughs> dude was, extra gear, he was right? gone. <laughs> Got extra mean, gear in. I don't know if it was his dust trail or the bullets pulling up the dirt, but he was gone. Yeah. And so I'm, like, trying to, Why I'm sitting there thinking I'm running, and I'm juking, and I'm jumping. I'm trying to get this, you know, I'm just trying to make it across the street. And um, my adrenaline was spiked again. Anyways, it felt like it took forever. Like I'm – I got over there. Anyways, I made it. And how, how I didn't get shot, I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could hear them whizzing by my head. I, the, the darts flying up in front of me. It was like they were trying to shoot in front of me, so I'd run into the line of fire. And anyways, I get over there, and I get cover, and I remember Angie asked me if I was hit. And your adrenaline gets so high, and you get shot. You really, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have knew if I was or not. I was because I, I was such an, You just my adrenaline was so high, but I, I, they just like, are you hit? Are you hit? And I'm like, no, no. I, I think I'm good. So I immediately set cover and get ready for the next two guys to cross. Well, the sergeant was next, the, and the, the
0: the guy that was giving you giving you hell. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, the guy that was all, the guy that was always giving me a hard time. Just because of my accent, I'm a I'm a dumb hillbilly. Yeah, that was his perspective of me. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't even in my mind at the time. You know, I was just, come on, let's get this guy. You know, I wanted to push forward, move on, let's get this guy. It was just another day. Yeah. Well, he don't want to cross. The sergeant. Right. And he don't want to cross. And he gets on the radio and hollers. And Crusoe had the radio on his back. And he says... He says, "Tell seniors to come back across the street," and and you know, I am sitting there thinking, you know, he's joking. This guy's just giving me a hard time. He keeps giving me a hard time, and and I am like, "No," nah. I was like, "Let's push forward," because in the Marine Corps, that's what they brainwash keep pushing, keep pushing. You don't yeah. run. Yeah. Shooting starts, you go towards the shooter. Yeah. So, and I am like, I am like Ange. I said, I said, you want me to go? I said, Are you thinking where I'm thinking? Should we keep pushing forward? He said he said, Yeah, we we trying to cover you, put cover down, let's get everybody else across. And so he's like, No, tell centers I said, I'm ordering him to come back across the street. He said, And I'll find this sniper and we're gonna draw his fire out and I'll take him. And he couldn't see him. I couldn't see him. We there was so many windows, nobody knew where he was at. Yeah. And um it was just a bad position all the way around. So I looked at Crusoe and I said, "If you want me to go, I'll go." Yeah, I said, "But I'm not going to do it for him." I said, "He's just," I, I said, "He's scared. He's being a pussy, He's he's not wanting to cross." Yeah, and he's just going to use me because he didn't ask Crusoe or Hartford or or Hoff and, and these other guys to come. He didn't ask them. He didn't ask the other guys behind him to, to go ahead and skip in front of him, of him. He was wanting me to come back across Basically, and draw this. Amplifier. Shield fire. Yeah, he's going to use me as bait. I, I, at that point, I was expendable. Yeah. I got a guy in charge of me that don't care about me. He don't care if I live or die. He's wanting to draw this guy out. And he couldn't have. He was want, He was he, he was using me. Using me the hillbilly
0: because because he was too afraid to go out and do what he's supposed to do
2: maybe maybe not i don't know but i think so i think so um i that was the first time that i did not complete an order it was given to me and i told crusoe like i said i was like if you want me to go i'll go i was like but we, we don't train to go backwards just push forward what's he thinking what's he doing and so he got back on the radio and told him what i said and, uh, and what he done was nothing. He called in support and told him that we was pinned down and we was kind of pinned down, but we could have got out of it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've moved in to people that was pinned down before. I know what pinned down is. We was sort of pinned down, but he called in on the radio, called in for quick react force and they brought these LABs in and they backed it in. We loaded up in the back, and it was the most embarrassment, embarrassing moment for me as a in my in my Marine Corps like career history, whatever you can call it. I couldn't hold my head up because we were getting shot at, and ran. We had a vehicle come and picked us up, and we had to leave. And my head was down forever, and still to this day, I even. I even went and seen a psychiatrist. It bothered me so much. Really? Because I keep thinking back about, should I win? Should I done it? Is, am I, did that make me weak? Yeah. Was I, was, was I, you know, it wouldn't affect that I was scared. I mean, I wasn't scared. I mean, I, mm. if I was scared, I wouldn't have went across in the first place. I knew I was going to get shot at. Somebody was. Yeah. I'd been shot at thousands of times. But he wouldn't come across, and the fact that my superior, you know, was telling me to do something, and I thought when I got back to the base, I'm going to get an ash chewing, and I'm not going to forget, because he's going to drill me. They're going to give me a hard time. Uh Nothing was ever said. It was never brought up. Nobody ever talked about it. uh,
0: And to me, in my mind, that proves right there that that he knew he was wrong. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that right there says exactly what you're saying, that you— you think that that was, and apparently everybody else thought it because nobody else went back, and would you have went back if it was anybody else on your own, just went after you were told to, or is that something, I mean, did that have, enough play a part of whether you went back or not?
2: I mean, when when the Marines train, I mean, they make it as realistic as possible, uh-huh. and even like in boot camp, like we was talking about earlier, it's almost like you're brainwashed, do as you're told. It's yeah. in order. And you do whatever it takes to see the mission through. Yeah. If somebody gets killed, guess what happens? We don't stop. We call in medevac. We try to get we take care of the wounded, but the mission gets completed. Yeah. And that day, the guy was shooting at shooting at us. Should have died. Yeah. He should have. He should have died. We should have kept pushing forward. And yeah. if we couldn't have got close enough to find out where he was at, we could have known which building he was in. Pop smoke. Caught in an our, airstrike, our and and blew him up. Yeah, and you know it wasn't shortly. It wasn't long after that my lieutenant got shot in the side from sniper fire. Uh, it, it it broke his ribs. It didn't penetrate the flak jacket. Who knows? It's probably the same guy. Yeah, probably the same guy. And you know he probably wouldn't have got shot if we if we'd moved in and killed him. Yeah. But you know, it, in 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 my mind and. Nobody else, like I said, we didn't ever talk about it. So, it, in my mind, it was, you know, I felt like, you know, we lost. Yeah. We lost that day. But it
0: wasn't your guys' call, it was, it was your sergeant's call on leaving,
2: I'm guessing. Yeah, he was he, the one that called in so there, the at, ride for us to pick up. Well, at the end of the
0: day, there's nothing you could do. I mean, nothing you guys could do, even though you felt like that, it wasn't your call. So, I, I mean, my point, man, is, from my perspective, I wouldn't, I mean, that's something that, I wouldn't feel bad about it because number one, you had no control of it, and and you know, I don't. It's it's a very odd story, especially you know, I I understand exactly what you're saying, but uh, like you said, you had to see a psychiatrist and stuff for it, and
2: it made me feel weak. Yeah, and 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 if if I could go back now, I I, I would. If I could go back in time. I want to think that I I would want to go back. Across. I'd run back across the street. I would have done it and grabbed him by his flat jacket and ran him back across yeah. and got him across the street. And it, it, and you don't supposed to do that to your superiors. But if I could go back in time, I'd ran back and got him and made him come across. And that Because was- that's what Sergeant Hayes did to me. He got me. He come over there, and he got me up off the ground and see me pass by fear. And after I got over that fear, I was a stronger person,
0: yeah. uh, but that's your spirit. That's, that's what he's there for.
2: That's what he's there for. Right. So it's, it's a messed up situation. It is. Uh, but I wouldn't hang my head about
0: it. I mean, there's nothing you can have done about it. Um, you know, you still accomplish what you're there to do. I mean, there's just those people in the world that, uh, that are just shitty. And it sounds like he's a shitty guy.
2: He's still in. Yeah. He's still in service. I think he's a gunnery sergeant now. Well, so
0: so that had a lot of influence on you That's, want, to, want to get out and when
2: I, right. When I when when I, we come back, they offered me sixty thousand they actually offered me fifty thousand dollar bonus to re enlist yeah. and stay where I'm at and make me a sergeant. And they said if I'd sign the papers after we passed, I guess it's the uh, equator. At some point, it's tax free when yeah. you sign your papers. So I would have got sixty thousand dollars plus a pay raise plus rank. I'd become a sergeant, and um, and I'd, my captain, uh, the captain uh, Walger was a captain at the time, and he even offered uh, send me to uh, to make me a lieutenant, yeah, send me back to the academy, and make me an officer. Yeah. Um. And I thought that was a sweet deal, but I'm sitting there thinking, well, he's probably offering everybody this yeah. list, and they want to keep you, right? And I mean, so I, I turned it. He told me I had 120 days after I got out, and after 120 days, the deal was over, and I I didn't take it, and I, I kept just thinking, you know, I've gave enough, I, I've I've done what I wanted to do to prove to myself in my life. I, yeah. I joined. And if my brother's watching, I've, 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 you know, I've, I've fulfilled that to make, you know, him proud. And I'm sure my mother and father's was worried. Oh, absolutely. They'd already lost one son. And now the other one's over here in the middle of, of hell on earth. So I got out and I come home. And it was, and that was, that was the reason the day I felt expendable and felt what it was like to, be a tool. I was, yeah. I was, I felt Marines, Marines are different than any other branch. I mean, I've spoke to people in the army and our, we got a cousin Bracken who's retired from the air force and everybody's got their own problems and issues. They've went through, they all deal with it different. Yeah. But for me, that was the breaking point to where I didn't feel imp, important. I felt as a tool, yeah. I felt used. And it was just this one guy that I allowed to beat me down because I was, I was a hillbilly. I was not important.
0: Yeah. And th- and that's uh, kind of some of the reason behind me wanting to start this podcast too, was to, to let people out there know that we're not just hillbillies. We're not just, uh, uh, unintelligent people walking around, uh, doing nothing. To, I mean, you know we're people too. We you know we got things we're good at. We're uh we're not nobodies in, in right. my opinion. And uh, it sounds like that's what that guy. All the things that I want people to to know. It sounds like he is the example of somebody I would want to hear about. Uh, you know, people in Appalachia, and because he sounds like a the poster guy for just. Idiotic stereotypes.
2: Yeah, you know, and it, it's vice versa. It really is. I mean, the, a lot of people look down on us, but if you take a somebody from the city mm. and they come in here, there's people here. Oh, yeah, that's going to put the hate out on him because he's yeah. speaking proper. Yeah. yeah, I mean, city absolutely. boy. Oh, city, El boy. city, city boy. Yeah, yeah, city boy. Yeah, and sticker. they're going to beat him up with that verbal abuse. Yeah, Uh, it's and. You know, I, I stuck it out because anybody right now that's listening, that's got kids, that's thinking about joining the military, there's they they real if they want it to be easier, their career to be easier, it's really important that their speech is are capable. They don't have to, they can keep being who they are. But I never heard the end of it with my accent. Yeah, I mean that was probably the toughest thing that I had to deal with. It wasn't a physical uh running, push ups. I, I I was you know, I was there. I was a beast. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they would make us fight each other three days a week when we're on the base. And they call it bull in the ring. Uh-huh. And you keep fighting until you can't fight no more until you lose. It was and and I I was good at that. Yeah. But what I was not good at was speaking proper and and it was a challenge
0: but i mean me being from appalachia that's that's one thing i'm proud of hey man uh you know i am what i am and i think other people have accents i don't think i have i, I mean this is what's normal to me and right i'm not
1: i don't, th- not I don't think i got much choice i mean My boy, (laughs) the way I'm going to talk, I think
2: is pretty thick. It's, 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 uh, you know, really, that was my toughest challenge. Even with all the fighting, it it was my accent that beat me down. And I, I, I really tried. Now, my guys that I was with, and like Angelo Crusoe, Matt Hoff, Andrew Hartford. Uh, I stay in touch with all these guys. Uh, Brett DiOrio, they're on my Facebook. If y'all ever want to holler and ask them questions, they'll talk to you. Yeah. Uh, th- these guys uh, I got really close with, and and they understood what I was saying. Uh, they was my first roommate in the barracks. His name was John Chow I from Connecticut, uh-huh. and uh, his father was, uh, uh, was uh, Chinese. Uh-huh. He couldn't understand anything I was saying yeah. when I first got there. I couldn't understand what he was saying. So we're sitting there hanging out, being best buds, just going, yeah, yeah. 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 Nod, a lot yeah. of nodding, <laughs> yeah, just nodding. Okay, man. Okay. But at the end of the day, he had my back twenty four seven, and I had his. If we was out in Jacksonville and gotten a brawl, ziggy z stepping in, whooping somebody's ass, yeah,
1: skulls coming out,
2: yeah, yes, sir. And and he kept me in check. He was so much more mature than I was, and smart, intelligent. He reenlisted and joined Intel intel team and got back in Iraq and got shot in the head and uh his Kevlar helmet uh stopped it it ricocheted knocked him wow. knocked him back he sent me a picture of it uh, great guy but he's out he got out uh I want to say he got out last year and uh he was at a football game um I was wanting to say, I can't remember who was playing but they brought him out on out of the on the field during this NFL game really and then. Everybody, Gunner Sergeant John Chow, United States veteran, just come back from. I'm sure he probably went to Afghanistan and yeah. Iraq, probably all over the place. But he got really deep into it, and a lot of these guys I keep up with are deep into it. But I'm getting way off subject. But, no, no, you're good. But, no, you're but these guys that were uh, that were close to me, that I was with every day, my brothers, they didn't give me no hard time. They yeah. didn't give me a hard time about it, and yeah. and they, you know, and the, and whenever that sergeant was cracking at me trying to make belittle me and he he was the only person laughing at his own well statements.
0: so so let's rewind back Just so there was never nothing said about that incident running across the street nobody ever said nothing to him you didn't say didn't bring it up nobody talked
2: about it. i was expecting to get chewed out or maybe even demoted because you're in the middle of combat and I'm I'm, I'm 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 giving an order and you know it's and i'm saying no
3: yeah
2: not doing that you know, let's push forward. I was in the right, and that's probably why nothing was said. Yeah, because, exactly. Because Marines don't retreat, even if somebody's getting popped, somebody's going down. Th- th- we help them. We we get that medical. Uh, we call it medevac. We get them taken care of. We keep pushing forward. Yeah,
0: and and and, and probably he didn't want anybody to know. If I was guessing, I mean that would probably be a source of embarrassment for him. I'd say he. You know what? That's probably probably why he didn't say anything.
2: I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. You're probably right. It'd yeah. probably embarrass on him.
0: Uh, I mean, you know how embarrassing it would be to be that rank and say, hey, man, I got, and and this, just from hearing the stories is what I think, I got scared and I tried to use one of my guys. That's something he'll probably, he would never admit or never want anybody to know, and and that's probably why he never heard about it
2: again. He sent me Facebook requests three times. And I've never accepted it because cause every time I see his <laughs> face, that's yeah. what I think about. Yeah. Yeah, leave uh-huh. it, leave it out there. Uh, you're gonna make fun of the way I type. Man. <laughs> what, are <you> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Leave
1: it uh, in that ignore zone.
0: Give it, see what you've been into. See what hillbilly stuff you're doing back here. Uh, so you decide to get out. The hell I do with it.
1: Uh, that's a little bit of like, when you come home, coming yeah. back home. What you, what what was the first sh- thing you wow. done and, and, and what?
2: Wow, what? that's you know when I come back. Okay. In the Marines, you're almost institutionalized, if that makes sense, because Absolutely. we're not allowed to go home when we want to. Yeah. You've, if you got the weekend off, you're, the furthest you could go, you got like a certain amount of miles in Myrtle Beach, which just barely in that zone. Yeah. And Kentucky was out of the zone. But I snuck out a few times to hit the Hillbilly Palace up. I <laughs> miss the palace, don't oh, you? Oh, I miss it. Good times up and, there. And these guys uh that hung with me. I had one guy from Honduras, Christian Richardson, uh Angelo Crusoe, uh, Anthony DeMarco from Jersey. Uh these guys, they loved the palace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they loved it. They come in and uh and actually Angelo didn't get to go to the palace. Rest, he tried to, but it didn't work out. But the rest of them come in, and John Hall would announce United States Marines. Oh, yeah, just make a WWE. big production out of this. And they give us a bottle of whiskey, and, and they loved it. I mean, That's awesome. the girls were all over them, and they never got to see women. And uh, it was really great. But getting, you know, we were drinking so much because we wouldn't allow it to go nowhere. Yeah, we didn't a, have nothing to do in our downtime. Get it all out, party hard. Yeah. Party hard and drink. We would stay up drinking all night and not go to sleep. And then 5.30 rode around. It was time to PT. It was okay. time for physical training. And then I would put down like a bottle of Jack, and then I'd run 10 miles. Oh, you wow. know, and it got to the – you'd think it's it'd be rough, yeah, but – I adapted. Kind of conditioned into it. Conditioned into it. and If I needed to puke, I'd puked on the move and kept on trucking. It wasn't no big deal. Wow. It wasn't no big deal. We used to it. And I just sweated out. Um, But, you know, coming home and us fighting Monday, Wednesday, Friday, back on the base when we wasn't in war uh, and training, I, I get out. I get out and I'm still that same person. Yeah. They, when, before I left, they gave me like a, a, a an hour class, two hour class, and or, it wasn't even. It was an hour maybe, and it was. They said, "Don't beat your wife, don't beat on your kids, don't drink and drive," and they said something else. I don't remember what else it was, but that was pretty much it. John, you and then you come home, and then and I come home and um, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm in great shape. I'm happy to be home. Primary, you but I'm uh, I'm drinking and and uh, I was drinking so much, I, 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 I couldn't, I didn't want to be around my parents because I felt like I, I couldn't be myself. Yeah, I didn't want them to see who I was, and uh, it, you know, that's that's very sad now that you think about it, yeah, and so. I talked to Brad and, and Travis, and they let me move in with them, and I lived with you. Eight of us for a while, for about I mean, a year. Yeah, right around a year. We stayed in their back bed.
0: I remember, I remember some and, of those times, man. Yeah, it was
2: pretty much straight out. I mean, you pretty did, much come home and come right in, you know. And uh, and Malby, uh, Malby, uh, we we lost him. Uh, great, one of, one of oh, my we brothers. Dude, and, yeah. and I was going to the bar and bouncing with him at the palace. I mm-hmm. was yeah. uh, sort of. Keeping the crowd down out there. Uh, Two peas in a pod. Oh, and, yeah. And fighting was nothing to me. I mean, emotions are high, and everybody's crying and whatnot. And, but for me, I'm like, well, this is the only way I can get paid to fight now. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. And you got into it. I mean... I've got a got lot a of fights. fights. <laughs> a lot of fights. I, you hear about that
0: stuff, and, and, I, and I've been there for a few of them. And, and uh, when you... When you were living with Brad, you were in my mind. Uh, I would always tell a lot of people about you. If they were coming over, if we were going to have a party, uh, you know, I'd be like, there's this one guy. Do not mess with him. Don't do nothing <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get out of line because he will mess you up and there's nothing we can
1: do for and, him. You know, this is at the time when we was all in, you know, pretty much prime partying age. I mean, Absolutely. It was right. A rager like, every weekend.
2: You yeah. Know. I mean, it's we had funny. some nice rages absolutely
1: was, uh so
2: it what well, there was one night that you come into a into it we was in <laughs> Littar, and jordan comes in and he says zach get out of here he said somebody's trying to fight travis and travis is trying to leave apparently he was some sort of champion cage fighter out of prisonsburg yeah it, well and, and what that last about four seconds
0: <laughs> well uh i i didn't know the guy and i don't want to bad bad mouth the guy because i don't know the guy and uh but that was a long time ago. It was but, a long time ago. But that, uh, that's that's what happened. Uh, you know, drunk people. You know, everybody up there was wasted and words here, words there. Him and Travis had a few words, and and Travis. I mean, absolutely Travis is a, no shit.
1: Travis is the king of uh,
2: it was instigating. Travis, yeah, Travis is. Yeah,
1: Travis is a known instigator.
2: From my perspective, though, it was just another another day.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's
2: oh, your brother. Yes.
0: You know, you you know that's 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 your family, and that's somebody that. Kind of like in when you're in the Marines with your brothers, you know you want to protect them. And, yes. and and I remember this night well. I really do, because uh, I was sixteen. I drove you guys there. You
1: was young. I wasn't there. I was. Oh, no, you a, I was there. No, you I wasn't was there. It was it, it, was, it, it
0: was. it was. It was Zach, Travis, DJ, P- DJ Pee Wee, Pee
3: Wee
0: was with Pee Wee the Legend. Yeah, Pee Wee was with
2: us. But well, the reason I brought it up though. Because I don't know if y'all remember, but people were crying. Everybody was screaming and crying and telling me I was such a horrible person. Yeah, well. I had no emotion. I I felt no emotion to it.
0: To your defense, uh, Travis was super drunk, and he was in no shape to be fighting. Mm -mm. But uh, the the one thing I remember about that and what you just said with the no emotion stuff, uh, this is what makes me think of that. I watched you creep silent like it like a like a freaking okay. mountain lion just okay. waiting to,
1: and, and, and i mean jordan tell me he's like man i'm gonna have nightmares yeah i could a, see it
0: i could you
1: yeah, know it was about to go down
2: i, I seen
0: it in your eyes and, and in my mind the first thing i said was oh shit i can i know what's about to happen here i can see it and it was freaky man you you were looking freaky and i was like Man, that's the image of going to be hard to get out, and and then shit went down, and and people were screaming, and and it was going wild, and and done the deal, took care of business, and uh, it, you you said let's get out of here, let's uh, we need to get out of here, let's let's you know let's roll out.
2: When you're in combat like that though, for a long time, and you come home, oh yeah, it's, it's you're yeah, going from what, getting yeah. watching people get blew up and getting shot at, yeah. and 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 so to me it was no big deal at all yeah and but i remember everybody crying screaming especially the women there at this party and and i they were looking at me like this guy instigated this whole thing travis was trying to i don't even know who he is but travis was trying to leave yeah that's when i creeped up on him i was listening yeah and travis just said i i just want to go home i'm just trying to leave yeah and the guy wouldn't let him yeah
0: and and another thing that that story too uh I remember when, when I because I, I was standing out there and I was sober. I was driving you guys. I didn't, you know, I was 16. I remember seeing it start and I was like, this ain't going to go good for Travis. He's too drunk. I know, I, it's not going to go good. So I come in there and got you. I remember you come out and nothing was going on. They were just standing there and you looked at me. And you're like, don't, you, you, and I remember it perfectly. You said, don't do that to me. I was like, what? what? I was like, what? He's like, don't don't mess with me like that man I said uh, you know i come out here for business and about that time when you were telling me that you looked over and you started hearing it and then you realized that i you know why i came and got you right and uh so that and that's another aspect of probably what you're you know you, I, me coming to get you probably got your adrenaline going you were ready to, 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 to i was do calm as
2: i was calm as a cucumber yeah. I mean, I might have looked like I was, I don't know, I don't know what, look, you were seeing me, I could (laughs) see myself, but I was calm, I wanted to see what was going on, and when I witnessed it, but at the end of it, I was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. I was the bad guy, and that guy in the fetal position was the victim. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't didn't feel nothing, I didn't feel sorry for him, I I didn't feel sorry for the people that was crying, it wasn't because I was intoxicated, it was just... It was just. It was what no big. It, to do. it was no big deal yeah. to me. It was. Yeah. It was just. You know. Yeah, it sucks that it happened, but you know it, it happened, and it was ongoing. And then I'm sitting here you now. Keep in mind, I'm drinking a lot, right? Uh-huh. And and Brad's probably seen firsthand as much as oh, I was yeah, drinking. I have,
1: yeah, I mean, it was. I, mean, I,
2: yeah. I in the Marines, yeah. I was exercising. I was running in it out. I had something to do. I had goes. But when I come back here, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I, I needed to find work and get a job. And I started working with Mauby for a little while, doing heating and cooling. And uh, and you know what? I couldn't get a job once I started looking for a job. I'm a veteran. I'm sitting there thinking this is going to be easy. Good job, exactly, and and it and, should. And everybody says you uh yeah, you well, get I, a job yeah. easy, but it wouldn't. I said, you know y'all know Salithio, uh Vance Hurley, yeah. Well, he calls me one day and says, hey, they're hiring up here to prison at Otter Creek. And so, excuse me. So uh, I, I go up there, and I had to lie to get a job. I had to lie to get an interview. And and I said, Vance, I said, what should I do? I said, he said, put you a tile and just come up here and tell him you're here for an interview. I was like, okay. And I didn't know what Vance done up there. He was a yard officer at the time. Randy Yard, awesome guy, by the way. Yeah, I, I know. Early right. bone. he's. Tremendous dude. I love that guy. Tremendous guy. Yeah. And, uh, and and you know what? He he may have saved my life because I had so much downtime and didn't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. I needed to go to work and have something to do. I need something because I had too, way too much time on my hands and didn't had so much thoughts going through my head. I didn't really know what to do. So – yeah, uh, Vance, if you're listening, thank you because you probably saved my life uh, all along. Because I was, I was in my mindset was so off, yeah. and and I and I was trying to trying to I was trying to fit in with society, but I could I couldn't do it. Yeah. I didn't know it, but when I got up there and started working, anyways, I I go up there and they're like, "Who are you here? To say, what are you here for?" And I'm like, "I'm here for an interview." And they're like, Okay, right, So this guy." Checked me in, went through the metal detector, walked me across the yard, and I went up to administration. And they're like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "Zachary Sinners." They're like, "You're not on the list for an interview." You know who called you? And I wasn't going to throw fans under the bus. <laughs> the fans <laughs> early did. <dude. laughs> so I'm like, I don't know who called me. I was like, You should know. I was like, I don't, I don't know who called me. And they're like, Well, okay, hold on one second. So they go in, and speak to the warden or chief security, whoever was doing the thing that day. And um <laughs> so they end up interviewing me. <laughs> no. Because I was there anyways yeah. and they hired me. But but it looks like uh I mean
0: me personally, a veteran in my opinion, should have should help be set up with a job, or help me you should have first top priority.
2: I applied at Lowe's, I applied at Walmart, I applied at the Mighty Mart. I got an interview at the Mighty Martin Hyman but there was two blonde girls in high school that beat me out of the position. Yeah. And, uh, and, and over at, even at Otter Creek, I done really good at that prison because my situation awareness from combat uh-huh. was off the charts. And so when you're dealing with convicts, they're up to no good, or I'm watching my back. There was a lot of people in their skirt. When the bras broke out, I've seen people take off, running to their cars and leave the, the dorm that they supposed to be watching they would run scared wow and then i'd go in there and i was just in heaven
1: oh, i like, couldn't I'm wait I'm to gonna, get in i'm there. like
2: all right guys and we're talking about the <laughs> aryan brotherhood yeah. and uh, guys and, and when they brawl they brawl yeah and it was, just, it was just a piece of cake Yeah. so me being what i went through and applying it in that prison i, I done i was successful i done good i The only bad thing was that they promoted family members instead of veterans. I was lucky I got a job there, but
0: that's uh, I don't agree with that. I mean
2: uh, more like the words of I mean, like you said, you pretty
1: much got a pat on the back, good luck, out the door when you left and come home to nothing, you know, no setup. I mean, right, right, you're right. I mean, there needs to be some sort of system in place absolutely they should be yeah i mean because that's a big transition i mean like you i mean it's a big transition everybody yeah. that
2: owns these businesses was all the businesses shut down now but at the time all these all the work it was about who you know yeah it ain't about what you've done and people talk yeah we support our troops like lowe's they'll put it in on websites we're better support veteran. you till you come home yeah but when in real life it don't exist
0: yeah and um I had something in my head about that, but I mean, in my mind, like Brad said, I think there should, I think we need major reform in the country on when it comes to veterans and 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 stuff like that. But with all that, I mean, with all this stuff now with these police officers that are getting in these shooting, uh, just not trained well, I feel like wouldn't that be the perfect thing for to to have you know stuff like you were doing over there would be perfect to be applied to law enforcement or like you said at well, a prison
2: I so, take the, you know I'll have to backtrack because I was offered a job with state police yeah. uh Luke Pridemore uh I think he was in the army and got out a little bit before me or maybe right at the same time and uh, there's a trooper uh Donnie Kelly uh yeah, He's yeah, yeah. retired now I think but he No he's still uh he's still active I think I don't know. I'm not is, sure Is that hit? No is that Hillary Kelly's dad? Well, uh, his dad's uh, maybe not. Bruce Kelly.
0: Bruce Kelly. Bruce Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the uh, uh, Hillary's dad. Okay. So I know who you're talking
2: great about. guys. Yeah. But he took us out and he was recruiting us and uh, and so I mean they they set us up for success. What well, he did. Yeah. And he took us out and um, uh, actually and talked to us and I I knew Luke a little at the time just from at the bars. I imagine he was probably going through the same thing I was going through. Uh Um, uh, So he ended up becoming a state police officer. Yeah. And during that time, I decided not to because I have had history with state police officers that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, And I didn't want to work with them. And I probably wouldn't have worked with them, but in my mind, I was thinking, well, I don't want to work with this guy. Yeah, You know? You had... if
0: you could go back, would you do it again? Would you do it?
2: Well, I ended up, well, Vance Hurley uh, got me the job at Otter Creek and at that prison, uh-huh. and I stuck with that. Yeah. But if I could go back and do it, uh, do I regret not being a state police officer? No, no. I don't. I don't think it would have been a good fit for me Yeah, because I, I was just, give me a give me a gun and a bad guy, it's different. It's yeah. gonna. It's, it's not gonna be right. hard not to. instinct to kick in. on Instinct time. will kick in. It's probably a little bit too gun hole. Yeah. And and it, it. I'd probably not made a good cop. Yeah. And not saying that. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a cop. I've never been a cop, so I don't. I really don't know. Yeah. But I. I, I was tired. I was tired of tired of fighting. Yeah. And I. I. I don't need a gun. Yeah. Those uh, dreamy blue
1: eyes you got over there, you're, it's time for you to be love
2: and not fight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I, so, I, my fighting days are done. Yeah. And they've been done for a long time.
3: <laughs>
0: um, so you think your time over there is has definitely changed? I mean, is it still bother you? Does it, I mean, because you always hear about the PTSD and with, right. with coming home. Do you think you have any of that?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's it's. I don't think it's a secret. I I, I mean, I um, I think you've been pretty open about it's, your. It's yeah. It's the, a, the suicide rates for these Iraqi and yeah, Afghan veterans is off the charts. Absolutely. I I I I, I don't. I, I, don't I, I know very little uh, Vietnam veterans, but uh, I guess I was looking into it. The statistics are like doubled from the Vietnam veterans and. Look what they went through. They come back oh, to, They come back being spit on and you know, hated, hated, I mean, yeah. and and they didn't have no choice. They were drafted, yeah. to, put you know, in it, no choice, and, and come these, back to be shit on. Right, right. It's it's sad. It's such an ugly world at times. But I I come back and there's support, except from Hazard VA. Don't go there if you're a veteran. Don't go there. They'll just set you off. Yeah, it's a horrible place. Yeah, but it's uh. Yeah. It's. It's I. Uh, it's is I have, I have problems sleep. I never sleep. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got, sc- uh, people. I got bags on my eyes, and I got this scar that I got burnt uh-huh. in combat, and it's stuck there. I don't know if you can see it a little bit, but it's always there, and people think I've always got a black eye, uh-huh. and so I. Uh, if I'm out, if I'm if I'm out, I'm always worried about somebody thinking that I live a bad life because my eye looks bad, like being judged or something, yeah. and um, and not sleeping plays a a, a heavy toe on you. Like oh, it'll awesome. wear you down, man. It wears you down. Depression sets in. It yeah. cause it makes you you know when when depression sets in, I need a drink. Yeah, and then I'm there. I go Some you sort know sort of self medication. And then, uh, and then on top of that, I uh, my situation awareness won't shut off. Mm-hmm. So I want to relax. I want to kick back. I, I don't want to have to worry about nothing. There's nothing to worry about. But still, yeah, I I I I, I want to have a gun with me. Oh, you know, next to my bed or yeah. under my pillow. Uh, I taught myself how to throw a knife just in case. Yeah. And I'm I'm great at throwing knives. But do I need that? No. Yeah. But what if, what if I do? Yeah. So um, there's all these what ifs that's running through my head all the time. Like I want to be, I don't want to be surprised. I want to be prepared for everything. Yeah. So that's that that mindset stays with you. You can't just turn it off. Yeah. You don't turn it off. Yeah. And so yes, but like it's it's a struggle. And I don't care who you are. If you was in the shit and you come back and become a civilian. You can pretend all you want to and put the smiling face on, but at the end of the day, it's inside you and it ain't leaving. Yeah, it's like uh, you. I don't know if you. A lot of people you watch these war movies and be like, "Well, I died. Oh, I died that day in Iraq." You know, I'm not the same person. I'm a different person now. Uh it's. I mean, to me, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and there's. I can't. It just my mind won't shut. If I hear something outside my house. I'll be in my socks and underwear and I'll get up and walk around the house to make sure everything's fine. So I can sit back and, and, and relax. Yeah. Like I, I don't sleep. Yeah. I mean, I do, but only when if somebody puts me in a good mood or, or like if my daughters with me, when yeah. she stays with me on the night, she's with me. I sleep so good. Yeah. Cause she's right there with me and I'm not thinking about nothing else. Yeah. Nothing's not racing to my head. I'm thinking about her. So that, that's, I'd say my daughter's probably kept me alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's, hard. it's, 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 it's so hard. And a lot of people understand it. Like, you know, I had a woman, I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. She, she said, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder is not real. Uh, <sighs> you're, you're a pussy. Wow. she told me that. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand what you're talking about. And it ran through me. Oh my God. And I then, that, then at one point I was questioning myself, am I, am I weak? you know no do i need to do i not need to talk to anybody you know that's so not
0: true. It's ptsd a- is a 110 percent statistical scientifically proven real thing i mean it's real
2: it's, it's it's real
0: it's real i mean i don't know how anybody could dispute that i mean no, even, I even.
2: Know,
0: ptsd is real all the way down to like even women having babies man uh there's Postpartum depression. They have PTSD. Car,
2: car wreck. Car wreck. car wreck. You got you know you got some sort of PTSD there. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, for it, somebody to say that, especially to to a guy like you, to me is pretty pretty shitty. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I took it to heart. It bothered me, and it made me question myself. Well, am I? Because I I've always I've grew up with these PBC guys. Yeah, they're so tough, so because, tough. Yeah, had me had me in bar fights at age fifteen. Yeah, it's you know. I, I I gotta be tough. I gotta yeah. you know I gotta be stronger in this. It's crazy, man. Show well, weakness just for me
0: and Brad. I mean, to me in my eyes, you like I said, like I told you all ago, you've always been the tough guy to me. Oh, I mean, you're an American hero. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: I don't see that. I, I mean, I thank you, but I I don't I don't, I don't see that to me. It's, well,
0: and that's because of what you've done. But like to normal people, uh, you know that me and Brad haven't experienced stuff like that. I mean, just you're talking about the buy. Bio- bar fights and stuff like that you're uh to me uh the the one you know i mean i i have respect for other people too but you're one of the main guys that when you got back and and started getting around you more and stuff you're you're one of the main guys i respected a lot and and i wouldn't say scared of you but you were a guy that that i made sure myself and anybody else don't don't piss that guy off man he's he's a he's a bad dude and he's a respectable dude and and
2: it's hard to make me mad. It really is. It, I, it, I, it's it's hard. hard to make I've nicest. seen you mad.
1: Probably, you know on the other side of that, you're probably one of the one of the nicest guys too. I, I, mean, I like
2: I'd like to think that anybody can come to me. Yeah, talk, friendly, talk friendly,
1: nice yeah. dude. I mean, all around good dude. Well, what if if there was
0: anything that you thought kind of help you day to day? What's one thing that you think about daily that might be something that would help you as far as easing your mind and, and helping you sleep and stuff? Well, uh, have you come up with anything that that you think would help?
2: Well, not eating. I got a high metabolism. Yeah. And so as far as uh, not eating after 6 o'clock, any type of, uh, I guess, what would it be, carbs, uh-huh. that helps. Yeah. My body's not trying. My brain's saying, don't worry about digesting this. Yeah, and so that cancels that out, and it makes my my mind not work as hard. It was, that's what the doctor told me, anyways. Yeah, so I stopped doing that, and that that helped a little. But my mind still races. I'm still thinking that if I hear something. It's I'm a light sleeper, so if I hear something, I'm up. And if I do go to sleep, I'm dreaming. I'll have some sort of insane dream. Yeah, and I wake up every two hours. Yeah. So
0: well, like you were telling us before we came on a while ago, you you you, you, were, you were talking about answering the door. Uh, Travis is with a gun in your hand. I mean,
2: yeah, and then I made him mad. I, I made him <laughs> mad. I, he didn't say nothing like to me, but he said, he said, was he said, he said, he, well, he had, he had, uh, he had a guest with him, and he said, well, I get, can't even get on my in my own house without somebody pulling a gun or said something. <laughs> I think he was feeling pretty good, but I know he didn't mean nothing yeah, bad. That's Travis. But, but he was still, he was right. Yeah. I shouldn't well, done that. Uh, and i don't even know what i was thinking I, but it was to me it felt normal
0: exactly and and that's you know for it would probably be stupid of me and brad to answer the the the, the door with a gun uh but that's what you that's what you do that's what you've done and that's what you're used to and, and, it, and
2: i wasn't scared of somebody coming in the house but like you said but, you're prepared but, but, you but never i per- but i was prepared yeah
0: yeah, in case it well, you never know, you never know who's going to be behind the door, yeah. and in my mind, I can see that, and I don't think that that's crazy, uh, because that's what you're used to. You you know,
2: uh, it's it, it's um, you know, there was a, there was a lot of incidents that happened where these like these fighter jets, these fighter jets would come through right during the middle of a firefight, and they wouldn't drop in any heat. But they'd come through so fast, and it was so loud, I mean one time it was so low and so close I could feel the heat off of it wow and and it was like I think they call it shell shock uh-huh. so anytime like you've if you've been you've been in the mountains and these jets just come out of nowhere, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah and you're just kind of like, "Whoa, whoa, but for me, I hear this loud, unexpected sound, and I was. <laughs> I'll go down in like a kneeling position, yeah. make myself a small target because it's been programmed in me, yeah. and my hands have come up. I don't have a rifle on my hand, but my hands have still come up, and I'm just ready. Yeah. Funny story: I was I was at Stevie Wayne's, Brad's father, and I was out there on, on Gobbler's Knob. On Gobbler's Knob, and I was out there with Pee Wee, and he was showing me uh, those roosters. He's you know that that were yeah. fighting. And he I, he's he was like, I hold this. I was like, I never held a rooster. He's like, you know, he's like it's a big deal to him. He's like, Why you're lying? And I'm like, No. I was like, I'm not. I said, but I want to. So he hands me this rooster. He's so proud of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he was he, he was it was his and he took care of it. And so I'm holding it and I'm like, Oh yeah, okay, okay, this ain't so bad. And all of a sudden, these jets come over the mountain out of nowhere. I had the rooster in my hand, and I instantly went down to a knee, took a knee, <laughs> my hands come out, and I got this rooster by its legs out here, around, and he's freaking out. He's, he's like, "What are you doing? Do want to kill my rooster?" Surprise rooster. But he, you know, he he he. Afterwards, I, you know, he took it from me, and he got right down on the ground with me and apologized and teared up and was just like, "Man, I'm so sorry." He said, he said, I, I, you know, he understood what yeah. was happening at the time. He, yeah. And, 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 and he got choked up. And he's like, what are they, you know, what have you been through? Yeah. It happened so fast. And, and, you know, and, he, you know, it was kind of emotional. And yeah. he, I think he's seen right then and there that I'd probably seen too much. Yeah. For a, you know, for a, a kid in his 20s being introduced to so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
0: and that's to be expected, I think. You know, with with doing that. Um, Well, we've been talking for man, we've been talking for a while. Yeah. Um. Any any great great conversation. Yeah. Uh. Any anything else you want to throw out there? Any uh.
1: Final words. Final words.
0: Any you know any uh. Any one good story you want to get in I love the story about the bar and your brother flicking the cigarette. That's my favorite story. But uh, if there's anything, man, that you—that's
2: uh, a good—that is a good story. I, I got—I got a story. Uh, I got a story, and um, that is a good story. My brother flipping that cigarette in his mm, face—that's that, pretty bad. face, but it, it's—but um, I, I got a story that I—I th- I think that people want to hear, uh, and 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 I don't know what to make of it, really, and no. maybe I tell the story, and maybe people might make something of their own out of it uh, and it may not be no surprise to anybody um but i when we were over I was talking earlier about going to house to house and taking these weapons um there was one house in particular that that really stuck out and bothered a lot of guys. It bothered the whole place. It made us all think what are we doing yeah, and what's you know we've seen. We seen firsthand there was a uh, some sort of agenda in play. Yeah, and um, so we were clearing, we was clearing these houses, and and uh, and the fighting had slowed down because we took so many guns, rifles, you know, weapons out of the city. And there was a city, there was a house outside the city, and so we go in, kicked the door in. They didn't want to answer the door, we had to kick the door in, and we went and started clearing rooms. And they were weapons everywhere. And on the T V there was a a recording of Elijah Medina. Uh he's in Arizona and he, he, he's a he was uh worked he was in the turret. Yeah. And in that vehicle. He he's he's out in Arizona right now and he had trained in California, but we were getting taking sniper fire one day and we couldn't spot the window and they were hitting the vehicle but that was all they were hitting. Yeah. And he got out with no weapon and got his binoculars out, and he was standing in front of the vehicle, and he was trying to spot that. He was trying to find where the shooter was, because if we could find out which window, there's so many windows. Yeah. If he could just see a flash, we could, you know, we could. it'd be over with. Yeah. And so anyways, that was like a week. A week went by, and then we're in this house raiding it, and that's we're watching him on TV do that. Somebody was recording it. And we wow. were, we were inside these people's houses, this house, we're inside their house, the people that were shooting at us oh, shooting at him. And so, and then we had, you know, we got solid evidence. It was, they were recording it. We yeah. we found it. Wow. So, so, so there's, you know, there's R- RPGs, there's claymores, like, uh, there's artillery rounds, there's go play the AKs, there's, you know, the works yeah. they had, they were loaded, um, they were targets outside where they'd been training and practicing shooting, wow, and they were a house full, so we blindfolded them um zip tied them up, we stacked all the weapons against this wall, and we took a picture of all of them in front of all this it was it, it was huge, it was weapons everywhere, yeah, and whole display whole display I mean more guns production. than all the hits I mean we thought we'd we thought we'd saved the world, there yeah. were so many guns, wow. And so, you know, we were holding her chest up high. I mean, like, well, okay, this is, these are our the guys. These are the people that we've been wanting. Yeah. And, and on top of that was the guys that was shooting them at one of my best friends. Yeah. And so we're clearing the house and me and Crusoe, and this is probably a story that uh, probably shouldn't be told, but it's, it's real. Uh-huh. And we find $2,000 American cash. Wow, and I'm sitting there thinking, what are these hajis doing with American cash? Yeah. You know, we didn't even find uh, Middle Eastern Iraqi money over there. We felt U.S. dollars, and it was fresh, it was clean, it was new bills, all hundreds. So Ange looks at me, and the only reason I'm saying his name because he gave me permission, because I planned on telling the story anyways. Yeah, and he says. He handed me half of it, put it in your pocket. Don't say nothing. All right, sure. So we didn't think there was going to be a big deal about it. We're just like, this is Chris, about time we got something out of this. We were tickled to death. We got some money. Pocket money. And so we got done this, done that. We we checked her list off, and everything was cool. And so we kept her mouth shut. On the way back to our base, our little patrol base where we lived in, uh-huh. we stopped and filled up all of our jugs, diesel fuel, and filled up the vehicles. And there was a mailbox there. Uh-huh. And not thinking we needed to get rid of it, it was just a mailbox there. And we kept envelopes on us because I wrote letters to all kinds of people. I was there. It's the only thing I could do to really communicate. Yeah. And so we went ahead and sent it home. Yeah. And uh, they was uh, – I think there was a might have been another guy involved after we got into the vehicle that we gave some of the money to. but anyways, we got back to our patrol ba- our little patrol base, and we thought you know, happy, we're good to go and then here's a few uh captains lieutenants, colonels, I can't remember, but they were officers, and then we had these guys and two guys in suits uh-huh. and um suits like like I don't know who they are uh they were in suits and they were not doing the talking, but they wanted that money. Yeah, and nobody in the platoon—not even our lieutenant or staff sergeant—nobody knew nothing about what they were talking about except me and Ange. So uh, we uh were like looking at each other, you know, and we we're going to say nothing, you know. We die for each other. We're going to drop dimes on one another. Yeah. So. They make us drop off our gear, and they start searching our bags, and looking for this. But they wouldn't say what they was looking for because yeah. they didn't want nobody to really know. Yeah. And uh, our leadership was just saying, "I can't believe this. Where's your integrity? Whatever it is, just give it to them so we can move on." You know. I guess they weren't being they were embarrassed because you know that. So, anyways, he thinks I, I, he thinks there was some sort of internal affairs but he don't really know either me i think it was cia yeah i don't know they wouldn't introduce themselves and then they started pulling people out of the room and questioning them I, I, I they didn't question me Why well, i don't know i guess they just select random people and yeah. you wouldn't get nothing and uh and uh so the money was gone we'd already dropped it off and mailed it home and so i'm sitting there thinking What have we got? What are these people doing? Yeah. You know, why do these people have, we already had questions anyway. Why do they have American cash and all those weapons? And so we dropped them. We took these guys to a detainee center and, and, uh, and let them handle them. And then inside this place, they are supposed to interrogate them. You know, I don't know what happens in that place. It wouldn't, I don't know. I, I didn't do that, but we dropped them off there. So like three days later, we're doing this uh, convoy patrol, vehicle patrol, and drive by, and that all those people that we captured are out there playing soccer in the yard. Wow. We're like, "What is going on?" And it was our, it drew enough attention where we pulled over and talked to them, yeah. and they kept talking about some guy named Joe, and 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 we had an interpreter, and he was saying that he worked for us, and I'm sitting there thinking, "He don't work for us." I was like, "He's shooting at us," you know. Yeah. Two weeks ago, this guy's shooting at us, trying to kill us, and so we met Joe in a chow hall one day. I think maybe three weeks later, after that, they didn't have no weapons at the time, so we left them alone. Yeah. And then we met this guy finally named Joe that we seen come out. He wasn't one of the guys in the suits. He was just one of the guys with the suits. Yeah, and he says, he's he says, oh yeah, he says, there's some sort of government organization, and they pay these guys to. Uh, and provide them with weapons and pay them money to to help us locate terrorist cells so we can find the big fish. And I'm sitting there thinking, Are you kidding me? Yeah. These guys are getting paid money by our government to, to fight us. they were getting paid to fight us. They can just fight them with weapons, RPGs. So
0: they were okay with the smaller guys, like, like the people you're talking about, to,
2: to, to suppose we try to find the bigger. They had more money than I had, yeah, and then we had they we had a video of them actually shooting at us wow, and what do you, I mean what do you do i mean what 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 are we doing there you yeah. know so so when I seen that, I started questioning everything, I couldn't make sense out of it I mean, I'm sure there's big fish out there, and there's people above me, and there's special operations and there's but you, let somebody know, you yeah. know, tell me, yeah you know what I mean, but. The fact, you know, sure they're gonna pay these people to help us out, but they wouldn't happen us out. Yeah, they were trying to kill us, and on yeah. top of that, our government was paying them to do it. Yeah, I don't know who was, I don't know who he was, I don't know who was paying them, but it happened. Yeah, wow,
0: that that is a good story, and that's a, a crazy story. It, um, it
2: don't make sense. Like I said, the people can make out what they think about it. I don't really know, but it's it happens. just out there for thought. For yeah, ride. food for food thought. thought. Food exactly. for
0: thought. Uh, well, man, that's been awesome having it. it's it's on been great here. Great to see, man. I'm
2: honored. I'm honored to be here. I'm, Thank gl- you for I'm
0: glad me. we got to catch up, and, and we're gonna have to start hanging out. Not seen morning. you
1: in a while. I mean, it's good to see, you, bud. A long time. Been a bit. Been, been a, a minute. minute. Been a minute. Minute. to start. Handsome as ever, handsome devil. We're gonna
0: have to start. Thanks, ha- sir. Start having
2: some gatherings, man. We need to.
1: We need to, we need sit hang
2: around, we'll throw some knives, throw some knives. I like to throw some knives, and you know what? Me and you used to. We used to throw a lot of cards. I would like to throw a game of cards, poker.
0: I man, that was one of the big things that over there at Brad and Travis was was poker. We done a lot of poker, and that that'd be cool, man. I mean, just to hang out. I mean, I don't really hang out with anybody. I, I, I'm down there in London. I don't have any uh, friends like that down there that I can just hang out with on the weekends. and do some stuff so we need to do that but appreciate you being here man thanks for having
2: me um i hope i hope uh i hope somebody out there gets something from tonight oh absolutely
0: and i i think this will be a a good episode for people
2: and and uh,
0: especially some of the stories and and how you feel and be a little bit of an eye-opener for some people around here so we appreciate that man um we'll have this episode up should be
1: up um think by the end of the weekend maybe yeah. first of the week Just
0: depends on how this editing thing goes but uh be sure follow spotify apple podcast uh we'll upload it to youtube like i said i don't know how the video went uh, as far as
1: still trying to work out the yeah. bugs and that i think so uh
0: that'll do it man that that'll uh that'll do it for us we appreciate you and maybe maybe have you back sometime and and see uh see how this is perceived maybe, by the,
2: maybe we can finish that story about that cigarette and Sutter's meal <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little sky yeah. that is a good story yeah. so uh
0: we appreciate it man and uh once it's up i'll let you know
2: all right thanks guys love you brother love you brother